alive right now. Oh boy, I don't know. <laughs> We're alive. I don't know if we want to be alive. <laughs> we shouldn't do it. Um, well, we've got an action-packed episode for you today. Um, I didn't tell them why. Uh, but it's sure to make a lot of people uncomfortable. And we're also joined today in studio by Flat Marianne. <laughs> Check it out after this. Who's there? It's rare. Who's there? It's rare. Come fill your time. This pot's for all from the finger legs join in the call. Learn something new about the Cuca Trail of State New York. Every episode of Tap. Who's there? It's rare. Who's there? It's rare. It's rare. Welcome, everybody. Marianne is muted, and now she is. Why Why can't I hear you, Marianne? I don't know. Well, now I can. She's there back. you go. You yourself. Back. That's better. All right. Yeah. I wish that I wish that you could be here in a more three-dimensional form. Yeah. I don't, I don't I like, know. I, I like that, Marianne. Uh, she, doesn't, like... she hasn't gave me any dirty looks yet. So <laughs> Not yet. I feel like you just got a whole different dimension in person. Yeah, definitely. Um, I just, I'm really proud of, you know, the way that we were able to put you together. Yeah. There's a lot. I wish we can get a, I I wish we can get a close up of it though. It's so great. Oh God. (laughs) That's as close as as we can get. (laughs) Oh no! I forgot the, it doesn't have its uh, its headphones on, but I think we'll. Yeah, she can hear us. She can hear us. Yeah, <laughs> that was a project of that we did yesterday with with Porsche's or with uh, sorry with Marianne's daughter. It was good times. It was good coloring, and my hair is like all crazy, so it's cool. <laughs> Jesse, what's up with your look? You look like you're ready for um. I don't know. What is it? Magnum PI. Oh, this is like stuck. Wait, is it just me? No, that's kind of weird. You don't want just me here. That's not going to be cool. I don't know where everybody went. And it says live. Are you still there? Oh, my gosh. What just happened? (laughs) We had some technical difficulties. And thank God you were in a separate location. And able to keep Um, everyone there. Ah, (laughs) I think people are probably really sad about me. That was weird. So I'm glad you're back. Uh, I'm glad I'm back too. No, I was questioning Jesse's um look because it looks like he's ready for to fight crime but be fashionable. Not not really. I mean, he's more of a private investigator. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, I was kind of going for the Tom Selleck look. You know, Tom uh, Selleck. He, he couldn't fit his Detroit Tigers yeah. hat underneath. Can we his, zoom uh, in on his phones? That's that's, that's, that's yeah. that beauty. That's 
thing. <laughs> it looks like just nasty caterpillar. It, it's it's crawled up on Ethiopian caterpillar is what it is. That's that's what's going on. Wow. Yeah. It's it's madness, really. <laughs> it's, madness. it's madness. Man, how so how have you guys been doing this week? I've been super busy. What about you, Marianne? How's it how's it been? Um yeah, no, same old, same old, busy. It's great. Life's fun, I guess you could say. I just saw Phil yesterday, so it's kind of weird. Yeah, <laughs> it like, feels like can't... it's been hours. It's <laughs> hours. been hours and hours since I've seen you. I know, right? Uh, we always have a good time. So Phil made me order a weird coffee today. And I was oh, from um, Amity? Yeah. And, and I made him order a weird coffee. He made me order a vanilla latte. Which are delicious. For a man. Sorry, <clears throat> I know it's sexist, but I'm willing to be sexist here. That black coffee is is where it's at for men. <clears throat> so men, I agree. Black coffee. It was uh, it was called a, a black drip coffee. So oh. so I went in there. Here's how that all originated, right? Okay. I went in there and I'm looking at the menu, and I'm like, I just want to, I just want a coffee. I just want a cup of coffee. Like I don't want crazy stuff. I just want it to be black, and I want it to be made with coffee beans and water and nothing else. Like fair. a cup of coffee. Yeah. At a coffee shop. And it's like lattes and Americanos and whatever, cappuccinos, frappuccinos, whatever. And I'm like, can I just get a cup of coffee? How do I order that here? And she goes, oh, you mean just like drip coffee? I said, yeah, yeah, just drip coffee. Just like <laughs> sure. percolator. Yeah. And okay. just with coffee. So I just like the dark roast. And I just wanted to go through a percolator. I think I got you. That's like, all it is. Like it's just regular coffee. A simple man. Simple man. Indian, uh, like thing, coffee. It's it's a little different. It's like their special roast today. It's good. Is it? I good. like it. Yeah. Oh, cool. yeah. All it's right. Good. Cool. But I worry. You know, when I when I go there, I worry that I'm gonna get. Um, I don't know. Like. You don't know. Yeah. Like when when people order coffee, I just want to. I just want to be able to get it right. If they had it, I would get Turkish coffee. I'm really, really love Turkish coffee, but it's it's too uh, too much work to make it a place like that. Is it okay? Yeah. So I had, I had a red eye on vacation. Oh, you ever had one of those? Is that with an egg in it? No. Well, I, there's a cocktail like that. Okay. No, no, like a coffee. It's like espresso with like a like a full shot of espresso with just like a pop of like just dark coffee in it and. I I took a huge sip because I thought it was like going to be more coffee. Mm -hmm. Oh man, yeah, that that wakes you up. It'll put more hair on your chest. Because <laughs> you I, need more hair. I don't need any more of that. <laughs> I, don't know, man. Uh, I got Dunkin' Donuts black coffee, so yeah, iced black coffee. So nice. what's not uh, as fancy as you guys? Yeah, well, well, sometimes not as fancy is just as good. Not as fancy as Marianne. Nah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> look at that, Marion. Would, would you would you like a sip of coffee? <laughs> Please Maybe we can keep her going here. <laughs> I asked Phil, like, is this my Halloween costume? And then I'm thinking, wait, is Halloween even going to be a thing this year? Yeah, right? it has to be. It's the one thing you can't oh. cancel. It's Halloween. No, you, everyone wears a mask already. You're already kind of social distancing, right? I don't even know. But I have one rule about Halloween, and that's I won't wear a mask. I'll do. Why? Because it's like that's how do you? It's harder to do this with a mask. It's harder to drink. Mm. What are you going to be drinking? It's harder to like to interact with people and 
No, but that's why you just like wear the mask when you show up and then you take it off. Yeah, so yeah. that makes it stupid. It's like, what's the point? Oh, I'm gonna pay what, however much money, more than ten dollars for something I'm gonna put on my face so I can walk into a room and then I'm gonna take it off as soon as I get in there so that I can do something else. That's silly. It is silly. You can do what I did last so year. So I just just dress up as Tom Selleck. Yeah. Well, I I, oh. I went as John Holmes last year. I'm so. You might want to Google him. Who's John Holmes? You might want to. John Holmes. You might want to. Let me see. It's not appropriate for a podcast. I'm not going <laughs> to. Okay. Oh, no. No, no, no. bring no. it up on the screen. I don't know what it is. Nope. Don't even do that. That's, a, that's an after hours <laughs> Google. <laughs> we should be doing Maybe scared. I won't Google it at all. <laughs> you, you might not like what you see. All right. Then I won't, I won't look at it at all. <laughs> look at Marianne. Uh, She's like, thank God. Oh, God. It's too early. It's too early. early. <laughs> Hey, so we, so Phil, Portia, and I went to Angels uh, for breakfast yesterday. They just opened up uh, last week, and that was that was fun. And they are following protocol to the T. Um, that was just nice to be back in there again. What do you think, Phil? Well, um, yeah, it's nice to see that a business uh, is is making a resurgence in the community. It was full in there. All the, I mean, all the seats that were allowed to be sat in were sat in. Wow. And no one at the bar, though. With what's, yeah, they didn't have any any seating at the bar, but with, uh, and I'm looking down here because that's where I can see Marianne, by the way. So I'm yeah. not just like you're, you're crazy. Me. But it's um, hard to look at the camera. Just with, with what's been going on with some of the businesses in, in this country, in the world right now, in this community right now, it's nice to see a business that um, decided, you know, we're going to open our doors back up. Mm -hmm. and uh make a go of it so and good luck to them one of the like oldest businesses in Penyon, i imagine is that true it's got it's been here forever like i mean you ever like looked at the pictures on the walls like i mean i imagine it's been there for over 30 it's 40 mostly, years like, servicemen what what do you mean don't they have just a bunch of pictures of like no they have uh, like that military vets no like and so when you sit down in your booth to the right there's like pictures of them like working oh. back in the day and everything like that so yeah this is, cool. an, this is, for this area, this is an old community. Yeah. yeah this so was, so. Um, I mean, this popped up, you know, not long after, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, not long after the American Revolution, um, kind of in the 1780s, 90s, uh, 1800s, you know, Burkett Mills has been around since the 1790s. Oh, really? I didn't know so, that. I think 1797, maybe. And Whoa. they've been milling buckwheat since the 1790s it's unbelievable what we have here you know i ate that pancake that you, you ate the giant pancake yeah my, my you were not wasn't it like in the, what year was it come on it was must, it must you have told been, me you weren't born till the 90s yeah my mom told me my mom and dad told me they took me there i was like one or two and i like okay. had a piece of the pancake and so yeah. did you meet willie nelson was that the same year i don't know i i, I can't remember i was just told <laughs> about this experience it's a uh, Actually, that happens to me a lot when I get older. I learn about things yeah. after the fact, too. Yeah. Maybe that's because there's alcohol involved. I but, wonder uh, if Willie ate <clears> the pancake. Oh, oh, Willie was probably really high. I'm sure he ate the pancake. <laughs> <laughs> if he was there that yeah. year, he would have. He ate the pancake. Oh. And back to flat Marianne. Uh, <laughs> so Marianne. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how things been at the wine bar lately? Well, you know... <laughs> She's oh, gonna kill us. Crud. We're in trouble. <laughs> so, Marianne and I, Marianne, 
she can't hear me, but Marianne and I uh, stopped by the new pottery place on Main Street in Penyan as well. And okay. it was pretty cool. They had a lot of nice homemade stuff. And, uh, you know, they really flipped over the um, refined space pretty quickly. Oh, is that what's in there? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Well, what's the name of it? Pa Marianne, <clears throat> once she gets her headphones on, she doesn't know we're waiting for her. Marianne. We have a question. What's the name What's of the question? pottery? What's the name of the pottery place? I have no idea. Okay. Well, we were it's there. It is where Refined was. Okay. And they've got cool stuff. Nice. They do. Um, I've peeked in the windows a little bit over at um, Main Street. Dolly, uh, the staving artist. Oh yeah, the it looks right beautiful there. in there. Yeah. yeah. So much bigger. Yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, newbie uh, reminds us that. Uh, the original name of Penyan was Pandemonium, and somebody was telling me that it was it had a lot to do with all the Irish workers that came in that were just like causing all sorts of craziness. Was, I, I'm allowed to say that it was really called Irish Pandemonium. Yeah, it was called Pandemonium before they aimed at Penyan because all the uh, all the craziness with all the mill workers and stuff. Uh, do you, Do you know what Penyan stands for? Yes, everybody knows what Pen. Well, I guess <laughs> maybe. Maybe not everybody knows what yeah. Pennsylvania yeah, that's, that's Why don't cool. you tell us about it? It stands for Pennsylvania Yankee. That's and cool. do you know why? No, I just know, <laughs> you know why it's called that or what Penyon stands for. Take it up and oh, 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 I need to stay away from that. Oh, sorry, everyone. Just, <clears throat> every, everybody that just heard a break, boom. Breaking things, sorry. <clears throat> the chair. Anyway. Oh, why are you looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I, I messed the camera up. The camera's like, oh, where are we now? But, uh, yeah. No. Anyway, um, when we had the settlers that came from both Massachusetts and Pennsylvania uh, and them kind of mixing together in this community inspired that. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. When did it get changed to Penyon? Ooh, I can't answer that. Okay. I want to say early 1800s. I don't know the exact year. Interesting. Um, gotcha. I know we, Marie was one of my friends from uh, my visit to New York City this spring. Yep. And I'm hoping that she'll come on the show uh -oh. kind of in the capacity that Marianne is right now. Well, not in the capacity, but through the same mode that right. uh, we'll be able to remote her in while we've got Marianne hopefully in 3D in the studio. And uh, we can talk to her a little bit about some of the craziness that uh, ensued down in uh, down in New York City this spring. Yeah, I that think that would be, be really cool. cool. I'd like to fact check Phil on a lot of his stuff. So let's let's bring people in the yes. story. The stories he tells. Well, like, we all agreed on on lying. Oh, okay. Because we all agreed on lying. There's something about saving a, a cat out of from a burning building, and you know, just. Things that I really I like to... I wouldn't run into a burning building in New York City. I, I'd like to... For a cat. For, well, definitely not for a cat. <laughs> not for a cat. If there was a dog, maybe. Maybe. Probably. Yeah, I would go for a dog. Yeah. Really? Like the, the buildings in New York City, though, they're, they're like, not like the buildings here. They're a lot bigger. Usually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, man. So, did you guys see the... I guess I, I'll spring some things on you, and we don't have to go in depth on them if you, if you don't know anything about them. But did you see the explosion in Beirut last week? I did. Yeah. yeah. That was crazy. Did you see the videos that, they, that they've been coming out with? It's yeah. like, And then the president 
of Lebanon said, oh yeah, it's either negligence or external intervention. He thought that they got bombed or something. Like, you can watch the video. Yeah. I mean, maybe somebody walked up and started that fire. Uh, I, I, but there's certainly negligence just from keeping... All those explosives. I mean, code off. Come on. You're right. Yeah. Do you think that... <laughs> <laughs> That's why we have sprinkler systems and well, all kinds of powders that drop down if there's a fire. If there's probably not storing that quantity of explosives in the manner that they were. Actually, know. you know, the quantity. I'm sure. I'm sure we have quantities like that. I'm sure other people do. But you know, the preventive measures. Yeah. Get, they, in case something like that happens, they probably huge. they probably so. aren't storing those quantities. Um, next to a bunch of other buildings no, in a port. I wouldn't think so. They're probably in the I middle of think so. nowhere. <laughs> so that if it blows up, man, that's crazy. Buildings like that in like New York State, like any like big like chemical hazard, anything like that, explosions, they get checked so often, like all the time. Yeah. yeah. For this various reason. Yeah. Yeah. To make sure that, you know, if a fire happens, it is instantly taken yeah. care of you yeah. know you don't fire is yeah. the most dangerous thing there is yeah mm -hmm. the True. magnitude of the explosion though is so impressive to watch over and over again and even from various um perspectives of it i think maybe people have seen the one with the the wedding the bride the the zoom in on the, maybe you haven't seen it but the zoom in on the bride and all of a sudden explosion and then it's like seeing it from the explosion how it hit the um the building and whatnot um, but just seeing the before and after picture of it too, how you see the buildings and then afterwards, it's just, everything's flattened and it's just like, wow, how were, how are there not more casualties? I guess you could say, but I, I don't know what the number is right now. Yeah. I didn't yeah. see, I didn't see the number. I think maybe, I, I don't know. I, I can't speculate. I, I thought originally maybe something to do with the shutdown, but I think yeah. ports are still really cruising along because they still have to get things in and out of their right. country. Yeah, there's so, some countries that don't have some of the necessities, yeah. and, you know, they need without trade. Uh, so. so did you, so here's another one that I don't know if, uh, first off disclaimer, none of these opinions reflect any of our, uh, respective actual real jobs. So, um, <clears throat> did you guys see the new executive order? I did by Trump. I did. No. Yeah. What? So he he's I'll, I'll let Phil finish, but it's, it was interesting. That he did it for one. What? What do you do? Yeah, it, and it it makes me argue the opposite of what I usually do. So anyway, um, he extended the additional unemployment. Yep. Except at the level of four hundred dollars instead of six. Okay. He extended the um, the delay on student loans, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Well, that's uh, pretty sweet. Oh, I'm excited about that. Uh, he ex he extended. Um, what's the other one? He also made it so you can't be evicted yes, for not paying your rent. He extended the eviction one, and right. which I'm highly against because I'm dealing with it personally right, right. at this point. So oh, right. and <laughs> he um, what was the other? He he did a th he did one where you don't have to pay payroll tax. The employees don't have to pay payroll tax. Something about a payroll. Holiday. Yeah, holiday. payroll tax holiday. Yeah. So basically nobody, no, the employees, and I'm not sure if it applies to the employers or not, but aren't paying payroll tax through the rest of the year. And that's what pays for, uh, you know, your Medicare and Social Security. Right. Um, the employer or the employee? 
The employer uh, pays. I believe the employee. employee. Well, there's a there's a portion that comes from the employer and a portion that comes from the employee. Right. You know? And mm-hmm. I believe that the employee portion is being waived. I'm not sure if that also is applying to the employer. I'm, I imagine with where Trump stands, I'm sure he would try to find a way to make that work because he's always about yes. trying to help you know the business owner. True. So yeah. what? So here's here's. I usually don't like to defend Trump and he doesn't need people to defend him. But when he gets attacked, it's typically people saying um, you can't do that about stuff that he shouldn't do. Right. Right. So like me, he does something and I'm like, man, that's a horrible policy, but he can do it. And they all come at him with, Oh, well that's unconstitutional and you can't do that. And uh, this case I don't really need to make a judgment on whether or not he should do it. Right. But this is a case where a lot of people think that what he did, he should do. Yep. And where I think he can't. Oh, so now all of a sudden you think he can't do what he I did. I think this one. The, on this a one. A lot of things he yeah. does. I'm like, I wish you wouldn't do that, but he can. This one, I don't think he can. I'm shocked he did it. Yes. Wait, about it, the payroll? Are we talking about the payroll tax then, right? This is kind of the entire thing. The oh, whole yeah. order. Yeah. So it's out of character for him, for one. It doesn't seem like the Republican move. It's an election year. Yeah, yeah. And oh yeah. Uh some of it I think is agreeable, I, I would say, you know, certain parts. The evictions I'm completely against. And right. You ask a lot of employers what this extra money is on unemployment doing for them to hire people. Right. It is destroying businesses. Yeah. You're giving people. Here here we go, Phil. All right. I'm going to give you $800 to sit on your couch or do nothing. Or I'm going to pay you $350 to come work for me for a week. Yeah. What are you going to do? Right. Well, I mean, obviously, I, they I know no. you personally, but how many people want to get off their ass and yeah. go work? Right. When you can make more money sitting on your ass. It just, I I don't like it. And aren't they saying now that you uh, don't even have to actually go apply for jobs to continue receiving at this point? Oh, I'm not sure. I'm I'm not not sure sure. if that was a part of it as well or not. That that isn't enforced enough at all, to be honest with you. I think it's just a state of confusion right now. And it's been a confused, it's been confusing for the past few months and just trying to keep up with everything Mm -hmm. and, things are always constantly changing all the time. I think that's why some business owners are like, we're just done. We're done with like people not knowing what they're doing. Um, Here's what I would do. If, if given dictatorial power, uh, like he thinks he has apparently is I would, um, I would do the payroll tax, except I would make payroll tax optional. I think that's a, I think that'd be a great oh, what's, what's going on there. I think that would be a great one to have be optional if you want to pay it. Then mm-hmm. that boosts your Social Security and Medicare when you get to that age. You get to choose. It's voluntary, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, with the um, with the unemployment insurance, mm-hmm. um, ideally, I would love to see that be more like car insurance what's that so yeah so you pay Mm -hmm. actually less like car insurance more i don't know all the insurances that we have right now are required to have you know it's like you should have the option if you want to have unemployment insurance you buy it and 
you buy the Cadillac plan, you buy the silver plan, whatever you think um, you can afford and whatever you think is going to benefit you. So if you pay in, if you lose your job, then you've got something to fall back on and you, you can choose. Right. Yeah, maybe. I, yeah. Know, I, I think just those kinds of things. But I, I really don't think um, the president has control over these issues as much as he thinks that he does because um, all the funding has to come from Congress. He can't do um, funding. He has to have it funded. Gotcha. Well, I, I, how did the Democrats treat this? How did they react to him well, signing They're this? already suing him. Even though what he did was to, it's probably the most democratic move he's ever made in office. They they don't like it because it skips over the things that they wanted to pack in there. Which what was, do they want to pack in there? Mail-in voting. Mail-in voting. Okay. Um, they want to do some kind of like hazard pay for <clears throat> maybe for federal workers that are essential or something like that. Um, I, I don't know all the details of it, but but they're uh, they put together their own package that they've been trying to get passed, and this bypasses that temporarily. Hmm. So that's where all the negotiations have been going back and forth between the Republicans and the uh, Democrats. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Well, Pelosi wasn't. I know there was a lot of everyone was saying she was blocking it hard until she got the mail-in voting. Right. And, Exactly. Uh, again, I'm just going off a news source, and who knows what's true and what's not. But that's uh, seems that thing likes your chest, Phil. <laughs> chest. It's um, <clears throat> like focused right on it. It's like wow, look at that chest. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good chest. It is. Yeah. So yeah. So that's a problem that we have in this country. I think is that it shouldn't be that you have to pack in mail-in voting with unemployment insurance they should be separate issues and they should be voted on separately okay. everything should be voted on individually so you can't say oh well he hates that one thing so we can't get anything passed yeah silly Ooh, what was that you got, you got like a race car outside is there, your a, house, is there a drag race happening outside your home you can hear that that's oh, funny yeah well I live near a busy street, so it makes sense. That's Sorry. Wild. Apologize. Yeah. Those no. motorcyclists. I I like that topic. That's pretty that's a good one. That you know, that's something should I have warned you? No, no, because <laughs> it was something where <laughs> I was him. I was shocked that he did it. And then I, I knew I was like, I'm sure there's gonna be some of the radical left wings that have a huge issue with it when if it was signed by the democratic party, they would be all over it. They would love it. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, I, I don't get it. And it's not like I'm pro anything. I think we all on this podcast are all pretty like-minded and we can be swayed if you have a good enough opinion, I'm sure. Right. And so, you know, I, I see it from both sides of the fence and I would say at this point as a Democrat, I'd be pretty happy with the signing of this. Yeah. In my opinion. So, Absolutely. Yeah. How yeah. long are they holding off the student loan situation? Did they say? Uh, I believe that it's currently extended through the end of the year. I thought it was already to the end of the year. No, yeah. it, it was supposed to be through August. Oh, I see. So this extends it another four months. Assuming that assuming that they don't block it. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. Can they block it? Through court. Yeah, they well, can, they but that's going to that's going to take a while. Maybe, maybe it's. I mean, this is the kind of thing. 
when it affects the entire country, mm. they can get stuff in Push. right away. Yeah. Gotcha. Like they can they can have this in court this week probably. We we should talk about the eviction part. Yeah. And so there's some people out there that rely on rent, correct? You know, there's some people mm-hmm. that are just landlords. Yeah. And I know a lot of people find it <clears throat> I don't know. It, it doesn't feel like freedom if you have to pay to live. And I know a lot of people fight that and stuff like that. And I can see where you're coming from. But giving people the opportunity to not pay their rent is the same thing as giving people the opportunity not to go to work and get paid. Mm. They're going to yeah. take it. Yeah. That's, it's just how it is. I didn't. I mean. I don't have to pay my rent, but I do. Right. Well, and there is some people. But then there's a lot of people who abuse our system, of course, because... If you can make money without working and you can save money and live for free, why wouldn't you is how most people see it. So, And I'm dealing with it personally. And let me tell you what, this person wasn't paying me for months before this lockdown. And I was, yeah. going, through, and I was going through court with them and I was trying to get them out. They've, they've completely destroyed my apartment, uh, a really nice apartment that we put a lot of money into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... I can't get them out now. So, well, even, even though I started, sure? oh, I know I've been because to, to the judge. The judge blocked it. I wonder if it's just that the judge doesn't understand the order because um, and lawyers told me it can't happen. My own really? lawyer told me it can't happen. I yeah. thought that I thought that it only extended to people who weren't able to pay their rent because of the pandemic. I mean, I understand. Here's so here's the other side of the coin, right? If if your only source of income is, the, and, I, and I know it's different in this area, maybe someplace else it makes more sense. But if your only source of income is the bar and he says you can't open mm-hmm. and so you don't have income, you shouldn't be kicked out of your house because the government told you you couldn't go to work. On the other hand, they are giving you that money. But for a lot of people, it was delayed for a really long time. True. For a lot of people, it was delayed months. Right. So... <clears throat> That shouldn't get people kicked out of their house. No, but there needs to be. See, this is the problem with laws like this. Oh, a lot of laws we have is sometimes they're just thrown in and the recourse isn't, you know, no one thinks about like, well, what's the advantages people can take and what can happen? And I've been completely taken advantage of every time. And I'm in small town Pena. Just imagine, imagine big cities and these and some of these guys, that's their only income. They're landlords. So if 90% of everybody stops paying their rent, like what are they doing? It's crazy because guess what? They can't get unemployment because they're a business owner. That's what they're calling them. So these landlords aren't getting paid. So now they're not going to have anywhere to live because no one's paying for their house. I'm, I hope you guys get thought, what I'm, com- I where I'm that coming there from. Was, I thought that they were doing also uh, something with mortgages where you could, uh, delay your payments on that as well maybe i'm not too sure about that yeah i don't know i don't know maybe some banks i'm not not sure either so i don't know it's all kind of tricky what what i look at is there are a lot of times when um even if motivations of, of government policies are really altruistic that they they don't have the they never have the effect that they are expected to or that they're intended to yeah so it makes it really tricky. Maybe but, I was maybe I was naive because I thought, okay, so if you're helping out tenants and but is anyone helping out landlords? And I guess Jesse, that's not the situation. Is there no help? That is not the situation. They're getting zero help as far as I know. That's really weird. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's super sad too. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't overly affect me, you know, I mean, it's one person and it's right. not in the world, but, uh, I just, I always try to think about, you know, I try to put myself in other people's shoes a lot of times and see where they're coming from. And I'm sure it's scary for a lot of those people who put a lot of money into real estate and fixed up places. And now they're not getting paid because right. sure they're still paying on the buildings. Absolutely. They're still paying electric bills. Right. You know, taxes, uh, you know, they made me pay taxes this year, even though my business was closed. One of my apartments I couldn't evict. You know, we I was like, you guys are going to hit me with this much money in tax when I'm That's not crazy. able to open. And, Were they like, yeah, why not? And then the Penyan clerk goes, uh, yeah, you know, you pay taxes no matter what. Like, it doesn't matter what's going on. And I'm like, thanks a lot. Or you can extend it and we can charge you a hellacious fee. Mm. And Thank you for your help. Unbelievable. We appreciate it. I haven't loved a lot of the stuff out of that office I've seen lately. Yeah. But so, that's another. I'm sorry. Another yeah. Anyways, we don't have to stay on the negative, right? No. So. No, we shouldn't. Yeah. 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 There's so. a lot of good stuff. But maybe that's something you could bring up to Tom Reed or um, on, or anybody else and say, hey, like, I'm sure you have you have connections to Tom Reed, don't you, Jesse? Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, like, my, hey, what's my, up with this? My dad does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my dad, Jesse Senior. Yeah, yeah, a big Scopes member. If anybody scopes knows what Scopes is, but yeah, yeah, my dad loves that stuff. Oh, so there's another one. So we've got <laughs> you know Scopes, but do you have any thoughts? Have you seen what's going on with the NRA? I did see that. Yeah. Did you see that, Marianne? Uh, nope. Marianne doesn't have. This time. is why I tune in the podcast because I don't know what's going on. You tell me. So the NRA uh -huh. is being attacked by New York State right now. New York like, State? Why? Yes, because they're based in New York State. Okay. I don't know why. Uh, is it? That's the main hub. Yeah. Whoa. Like they could be okay. incorporated, whatever. They could be legally mm -hmm. yeah. anywhere they want. And whoever was in charge of that really messed it up by not just moving them someplace else kentucky tennessee yeah <laughs> someplace a lot better options in new york. but so uh -huh. they they're based in new york so that's okay. why new york is able to come after them the way that they have been and continue to and i think part of it might be and this is one of my things about the nra i think part of the reason um why they stay in new york is because them being constantly under attack is one of their main ways to generate revenue <laughs> That Sorry, about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's that's one of the main ways and that they generate new revenue. Is uh, it was flat, Marion, by constantly being under attack. Oh, right, because negative publicity is just as good as positive. It's better for better, them. Right? Yeah. yeah, anytime they can say, "Oh, they're after us," it drives donations for them. Yeah. But I think what they've done for our Second Amendment is atrocious i don't think that they've helped us the the nra i don't think the nra has helped us how uh, they've helped i mean they they put a lot of money toward helping the second they put a lot of money towards stirring up controversy they if you look at the policies that they've actually done a lot of the things that they've done uh, that they've jumped on board with are things that have been negative yeah, well, I mean, again, it's like anything else. There's a 
there's positives to the NRA and then there's negatives. Yeah. But there's so a lot of the times other problem, where, right? Where so they're a nonprofit. They, they pay for people's lawyers who are having Second Amendment issues. Oh yeah, because they love controversy. Yeah. Well, well, even when it's when it's right to do so, they. I mean, they've sure. done they've done yeah. good things. They're, I but, just you know. so everything that they do is not horrible, right? But um, I think there are a lot of other uh, Second Amendment um, organizations that are a lot better. Yeah. And I now I would say, I mean, true second amendment organizations like the NRA or that, cause what would you call scopes? I think that in a lot of ways scopes, so scopes is like an educational, um, organization based around the second amendment. And I think education is one of the best things that we can do right. education and normalizing. Hey, look, like I know that we're all required to carry concealed if we're going to carry, but like here it is. It's not hurting you. Like it's going to be okay. You're in a room with seven people that have a gun and none of them shot anybody. None of them are planning to. Yeah. For the amount of people that have guns and the guns there are, you're pretty safe. Yep. You really, you know, I mean, I'm sure let's not get too much into it. Cause no, we have uh, to go crazy. On I it. mean, uh, so what I think it's scary. So, but. so back to the lawsuit though, is that, um, I think that they are going to take that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Well, they are going, they are going to take down some of the leadership of the NRA because okay. some of the abuses of the funding of the NRA that they've done, um, are not really compatible with being a nonprofit. Right. Mm, okay. Can can we get to the scotch part now? I'd like to get to the scotch now part. Now that we're bringing up a big can, topic. Can I get a little ice? Yeah. So this is the fun ice thing I brought for you. Oh, Wait, what is this? Is this a new thing? What? What do you mean? New scotch? Mm, no, scotch has been around for a while. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's been around since <laughs> I think the early. <laughs> this one has been around since 1815. 1815. Good year. Scotch is not uh, my thing. It's too harsh. Well, well, sometimes harsh but, things are good for you. <clears throat> harsh yeah. criticism mm. sometimes it helps. Makes <laughs> you get stronger. Lot, I get a lot stronger. of it. <laughs> Do you? From who? Uh, people who Bill? come into my businesses no. and criticize, saying that I would, that's something funny. You ever have somebody come in your business and tell you how well, like how you're supposed to do it? You, you've ever had. Like an unruly person before? Nope. Really? Well, nope. You you haven't? Nah. I had maybe one time a couple of ladies were like, you need to move back. I'm going to have to come in more often. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I, you actually tell me to do stuff all the time. And I'm like, shh. I, I always flat, love. Flat like, Mary's acting up. <laughs> <laughs> I love when people are like, you should do this. Your hours are wrong. You should add this to the menu. Oh, and I go, that. Yeah. I always go, hey, um, you could buy this and do it yourself if you think you can do it any better. Yeah. And uh, they don't like that comment. So, no. Yeah. No. Thanks, thanks for thanks for bringing this today. Yeah, of course. So, Happy to. I thought I'd bring it on a day when Marianne wasn't going to be in studio because uh, she shouldn't have to smell it. I don't like I don't like that smell or any of that stuff. I brought this bottle with me to the city, yeah. and uh, a couple of my friends that I worked with came up. Uh, after a shift one night and we sh shared a, well, we shared a glass of Jesse's bourbon 
which mm-hmm. was highly appreciated. And uh, then I opened up the scotch and I had a glass of that. And the guy goes, is there, do you smell smoke? It's like, <laughs> is there a fire in here? Oh, wow. It's that smoky. Yeah, it's very peaty. Yeah. yeah. And it's cool. it's hot. Like this this is one that you want a little let a little water get to, just like uh just like the bourbon. Isn't there a saying? Uh, I forgot whose saying is is uh you should never put water in another man's whiskey. Have you ever heard that? There's like a big saying. It was like I think it was Winston Churchill. It's like a, hmm. it's a quote I have on my wall. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. You're never supposed to water down whiskey. Yeah. Well, you are supposed to add water to whiskey, but just not. Yeah, you had your own because you should you should have the choice right yeah of how much water is in your whiskey so let's talk about the studio yeah the studio it is nice it's cool we we uh who asked about the studio isn't that that she wants to know about your mustache oh about the stash oh i thought she said studio no she wants to know about your mustache do you need glasses yeah you can't read (laughs) i can't read i thought she said studio oh studio is nice Let's stop the subject of the stash. Maybe I'm just like you don't trying want to, to talk about that, the stash. The stash. No. What, do, what do you think, Crystal? Is it? Uh, it's very fashionable, attractive. Uh, I think it's offensive. It's offensive. Slightly offensive. You know what? Do you feel offended? I feel like I feel like the stash would go over much better if you drove a Ferrari. Yes. Mm. Well, and, no. And it's, Something '80s. An '80s Ferrari. An '80s Ferrari. Can it's rare afford a Ferrari? We need like three more sponsors. Okay. <laughs> Actually, maybe my friend uh, Ed Van Stein can just get us get us a ride in a Ferrari. Um, cool. Starting up Finger Lakes rides, they'll be going up here. Um, they're going to be going live right around Cuba Lake starting tomorrow. Actually, um, on on August tenth. So that's really exciting. Wow. People will be able to get a ride home at night. That's I don't cool. think people know about it, Feld. You it's should probably like, talk about it. No. Um, actually, Ed's going to be our guest next week and so guest. really looking forward to that. He's going to be in studio with us and then I'm going to take him around town and, and show him around a little bit, nice. but, uh, he's a good guy. I grew up with him and he started his business down around Hornell and, um, Alfred and he's moving up, moving up, moving up into the Finger Lakes. He's going to, he's, he said he's got about 10 drivers around Cuca Lake right now. And it's kind of like kind of like Uber. So he does food delivery and rides. And um, I mean, I'll let him talk more about it next week. But it's exciting yeah. that you know you'll be able to call him. And he's all about saying yes to be able to do what he can anytime he can. Yep. So uh, it'll be nice to be able to get a ride home if you if you've been out someplace. One DWI can ruin your life. Oh yeah, it's such a that's I'll, such I'll a pay. that's a, such a good business. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yep. I'll a, pay anytime. A hundred dollars. It doesn't is. I, I'm not saying it's a hundred, but even a hundred dollars is better than ten thousand in lawyer fees. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's a great thing to have around here. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I've spent nights uh, drinking water sitting in my car before I would turn the key, yep. just because you know. I mean, it's scary. You don't want to drive drunk. A, you don't want to get in trouble, and B, you don't want to hurt anyone else so absolutely yeah, it's a and it's a service i mean it's, it's not just so. for people that have been out drinking it's but, just a great but service it's in a general. it's a needed but, service but for those for people it's yeah, yeah it makes a bigger bigger difference yeah and it's also nice to have if you need to get somewhere and you can't get a ride it's always nice to be able to call us you know i don't know if we want to call it a taxi service but a car service so yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know and 
it's you know there are a lot of good services that have popped up you know you got kuka to go uh that's doing the food delivery um kuka taxi is doing stuff you know during during regular kind of work type hours yeah um but now to have one that's going to be open all the time will be will be really great what what do you guys think about especially like marianne what do you think about a water taxi how cool would that be that happened like years ago and it, the main the headquarters was in Hammondsport. Um, I think it's a great idea. I think, but the logistics and everything makes it a little trickier. And insurance is always such a huge uh, blood sucker as well, too. Um, but then also on top of how long it takes from point A to point B. But there was a water taxi in Hammondsport. Remember? Mm-hmm. Was, I don't. You don't? Oh yeah, no. It was it was around. Um, I, I kind of lost track of all that. We'll I don't, to, it must we'll not be a thing anymore. Yeah, we'll have to talk to Addy about that. But I do think that uh, he mentioned something like that in the plan. Yeah. I mean, how, so that'd be pretty neat. How and, cool and would it food be? delivery on the lake too? Food delivery. Yeah. Oh lord. Wow. Well, I don't know if I should give away his whole business plan. No, but, maybe not. But food delivery on the lake. Talk about all those things when he comes in next week. Can you imagine being? Just like you're on your cottage, and you're like, "Hey, I'd like to go to the wine bar for brunch today and have yeah. mimosa." <laughs> and it's like, uh, "Yeah, sure, we'll be there in like 15 minutes to grab you mm-hmm. and take you to the wine bar." Yeah, and not yeah. ever have to leave the water. Yeah, I mean, I you think, can. I mean, you can have a you can have a car come pick you up. Yeah. If you could have a boat come pick you up, way cooler, way cooler, way cooler. Yeah, usually I have to pay double for that kind of action. I would think so too. Well, it's water, every and I and you have to think about too. Sometimes it gets a little choppy out there, um, but the water taxi was a thing for a little bit. But I I don't know if everything worked out like it should work out. It's easier on land. How about that versus water? Absolutely. But it'd be nice. I, I never got to experience any of the cruise ships that were on Cuca Lake. There was two of them. There was. There was one from Esperanza, Esperanza Rose, and then there was a Cuca Made, and I never got to experience any of those, which was which is a bummer. The the original was the Viking. The boat. Viking. The Viking. I did yeah. go on the Viking. Yeah, that was that was the original. It's a yeah. wood. Well, all, that, all, I that think, wasn't the original. Original. Yeah, I think so. Really? I'm pretty sure. Hmm. I, I got my Barrington facts down pretty good because it was in. Oh, the, I'm in sure the he does. So I know there were a lot of steamboats. Oh yeah, yeah. On mm-hmm. the, it was the first like like cruise like you get on you can have dinner you can like cruise around like okay. that kind of style yeah maybe i'm I know, pretty sure i know there are a lot of cruise boats all the way back into the back into the 1800s or whenever yeah. whenever steamboats became <laughs> yeah came into existence we should we should i i like the the steam boats i think they're cool and like the steam from the trains like that. do you want to build one yeah do it marianne uh, are you in i don't have time to build anything what come on I just uh, did kinetic uh, sand yeah. with Porsche the other day. Flat Marianne, would you flat. help us? <laughs> <laughs> totally 3D Marianne. We're going to flat Marianne. <laughs> I like the eyeball. <laughs> oh, my God. Was was there like guy ones too there, Phil? I just, or is it just a princess one? What? Was there cowboy ones too with the... With the wedding masks, there there were a couple of faces. <laughs> I just picked the one that looked like you. Oh, the, and, okay. Well, Portia and I picked it out together. And then I found the eyes, and, uh, and you found the hair. You got the hair. It's up. It's it's in a bun. I know you got your hair down today. I, have, I do. 
I do. I really, I really enjoy Flat Mary, and she agrees with almost everything I'm saying today. She's very agreeable. <laughs> yeah. So. She's very accommodating. I do. I think she's going to be here permanently. Uh, probably whenever you're not in studio. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. Just, just At least change up my outfits there. You yeah, know maybe. what I mean? Yeah, you told maybe. me you liked purple. I do. I'm just saying I should wear a different shirt at least. Okay, we'll send a different shirt. Oh. <laughs> Flat Marianne actually complimented my mustache when I came in. So while I, while I was taping her to the chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so crazy. We don't we don't tape uh, 3D Marianne to chairs. <laughs> oh, just Flat. Marianne. Thank you for clarifying that. that. Though I looked very uncomfortable last week. <laughs> Thank you. My back feels a lot better now too. I don't think you should talk about taping people with a mustache like this. No, it's, just, no. No, it's not a good look. Just <laughs> <laughs> taping people out of everything. Sorry, it's mm -hmm. not good. Yeah, Let's talk about good. how smoky the scotch is. How My good is it? How smooth Lord. is that? It's like so. You've had mezcal, I'm sure. Yeah, it's like so. Mezcal's the minor leagues, and this is like mm -hmm. this is the big league. This is I don't know how to pronounce this. Lafroig, care. Card Cardias. Cardias. Sure. I don't know. I said that really Latin and I this is like a this it. is like a small this is like a special batch of Lafroig. It's um it's a single malt triple wood. Should we let Flat Marianne try it? <laughs> you should we should let Flat Marianne try it. And I am <laughs> giving it to Flat Marianne. It's a it's a special bottle. They don't, they don't produce it like this all the time. So it's wow. Wow. Cool. I only share with good friends and Jesse. <laughs> and Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> and flat friends. And flat, and flat friends. ones, yes. Yeah. Oh, That's great. That's so cool. So, yeah. hey, last week we touched on TikTok. Yeah. Let's retouch. Let's stop talking about touching. Can we let's, talk? <laughs> let's, let's go back to talking about TikTok. Yeah. TikTok. I, I stand by my original statement. Which was, yeah, for people that weren't there. So Trump is banning TikTok in forty-five days from whatever a few days ago. Yeah, and I believe I'll add on to my original statement. I do believe that it's because it's a Chinese company, and he doesn't want our information going there, and he's able to use that as his official reason, and. But I also think that he's banning them to push their hand, pressure them to sell and to get them a better price Be because as it comes out, he's trying to get us a cut. Yeah, right. And that we had this conversation at the Laurentide. Uh, for people who haven't been to the Laurentide, it's a good place to drink beer and debate. It's Great a lot cool. of debating. Absolutely. It's a debating yeah. place. A lot of open-minded people there. That like, yeah, a lot just, of a lot of intellectuals. A lot of people. Yeah. You, you you know, it's not overly loud. You can have a conversation. So, actually, I took time to listen or to rethink about this whole thing, Phil. And it was, uh, uh, you know, I kind of agree with you now. So, um, it seems like Trump likes to keep money in the U.S. And why wouldn't he want to bring more jobs and more money yep. to the U.S.? So. Yep. I, I kind of changed my opinion a little bit that maybe it is, you know, for that. But at the same time, we don't want China having our personal information yeah. or being able no. to track individuals Absolutely. or being able to 
track any of that stuff. All it takes is one congressman's child to download it and you know they get their information who in turn mm -hmm. gets the congressman's information in turn i mean how far do we go well so, i mean that's one dimension of it uh we've got obviously two dimensions here yes and i think another part of it is um our mass our, our information in aggregate is important our habits our uh our data i mean that's why the nsa collects it right they collect it, China collects it. Everybody's collecting our data because um, while I don't matter, a million of us do. Right. And if they can, have, they can figure out trends to be able to find you know, better ways to control us and take money from us, that's what they'll do. Yeah, now the government likes money. Who doesn't like money? I gotta quit touching that. I don't steal. know. Steal. Yeah. Is that steal? What is that? Yes, let's steal. Yeah, my watch keeps dinging it. Ding. That's okay. Yeah. What do you think, Marion? About TikTok? About yeah, yeah. How do you how do you feel about TikTok? What do you think about it? Even I have, from a, I have parenting, a parenting standpoint, what would you think? Have about you it? seen TikTok? No, I don't even know what TikTok is. There's like there's like a percentage of people like me who know nothing about TikTok. I've never experienced TikTok before. What about uh, TikToks? You know, I love TikTok. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I know more about TikTok just from the economic and policy standpoint than I ever do about the actual. I've got no idea how it actually works. Oh, I've never. I don't think I've ever. I just know seen that everybody it. does dances. Yeah. And they right. they were talking about um, nurses doing TikTok videos. It's a. It's creepy that it, you see a lot of little kids using it, and it's like, I oh yeah. I, and there's weird people on the internet and. I don't think little kids should be doing dances and without it being like pride. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, like I, not on video. No, it's weird. No, it's it's weird. And yeah. there's a lot of creepy people. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just one of those things. Like I'm just not. The not whole idea with behind it. it's kind of creepy. It is. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Um, well, I if it gets banned, I'm I not going to sleep. I won't be hurt. <laughs> well, and they're I will, suing, and I think it's a good idea. And I I believe they're suing. Are they? Yeah. And I, also heard that, I also heard that Twitter um, was negotiating with them in addition to Microsoft. Really? Yeah. That's, so that's what Jack Dorsey needs plot is, a, is another, right. another uh, social media. Well, I mean, even, you know, when you're, when you're a corporation like that, sometimes you even buy stuff like that just to bury it and replace it with, so, so that you're not competing with it anymore. Right. Can we talk about how social media determines elections? in the era we're in how how all it takes is social media being able to block one view and oh. leave, and leave the one that that they support open i mean it how big of a how big of an issue is that it's a huge influence and it's a yeah. abuse of power honestly but uh, trump won trump did win trump won and, so explain that well, and that's the thing. He did win, but would at that point he won in spite of it. Facebook was actually uh, building Trump up because all it was doing was causing controversy for exactly. them. So they loved having him. He leveraged there. it. Yeah, but you get to companies like Twitter and YouTube, and you know ones like that, and they're kind of like eh, mm -hmm. really hard left wing. They, well, and, and all the all the uh, mass media or all the. Uh, like regular mainstream media too is very left wing. Oh yeah, and I, I, 
we talked about this again at the Laurentide, a uh, couple beers in. Uh, try the ESB if you're at the Laurentide. It's delicious. It really is. Um, yeah, so we were chatting how when it comes to like journalists and people who take those kind of jobs, I think they are naturally left-wing people. You don't see yeah. many right-wing people say, I want to be a journalist. I want to work for this company. It's more of, and they're based in Seattle and they're based in New York City and they're based in these you know, left-wing areas. And I think, so without purposely doing it, sometimes I think it just happens because mm -hmm. the majority of the company feels that way. So, I mean, I'm, it's they have a lot of bias and I think they have a lot of control. So I think maybe too much. I think that's part of where I, I don't want to call us like a, a, a media company. Yeah. But I think that's part of what us and people like us can contribute is different points of view. Yeah. And I think that we're good people, fair people who like we'll, we'll think through an idea. And if it's a good idea to us, you know, we'll support it. And if not, then, you know, we'll say that too. We'll be honest about, about all those things. And I think that uh, we can kind of fill a niche there. Yeah. I think it's pretty I cool. I think that's what a lot of our viewers like about it. Yeah. And Marianne, so. And listeners. You, I didn't get your full opinion. So you, so you agree. You think that like social media plays a huge part. <clears throat> well, I mean, obviously it does. I think people focus too much on social media where uh, I don't really think they're, it's a good way to like share ideas. Um, but I just, I think people focus too much on it and they waste too much energy on it mm -hmm. um, where they don't have that social interaction, um, which is probably not such a horrible thing because people are trying to socially distance. Um I got to go soon, by the way. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah no so, but this is kind of like an interesting, I, you know, I haven't had the opportunity to, um, I don't know how parents honestly do work in homeschool. That's all I'm going to say. That's very, very hard. That's going to be crazy. I mean, well, and that's what's rolling out soon. People need to go back and forth. And I know a couple of my friends who stayed were able to stay home as of now, but I think some employers are saying, Hey, you know, we need you back to work. And I think parents are like, how do I work and how do I homeschool? Mm -hmm. That is a highly debatable topic right now. As we hear mom in the background. Right. Right. Um, but I gotta, I gotta let you guys go. Yeah. We'll catch you later. Okay, Marianne. We'll catch you next week. I look forward to when you guys want to have kids and I'll fully support you. Just cool. to let you know that. All right. Flat Marianne. All right. I'm just going to go back. Yeah. There we go. All right. So that's actually something that we do need to talk about at some point. Yeah. Especially when we've got Marianne here with us is, um, what's happening with schools right now. And that's what, you know, a lot of people are, a lot of people have a lot of different things that they're worried about right now. Yeah. And that's a big one on a lot of people's mind. And for me, you know, I work at a college. I've talked to people that work at elementary schools, high schools, private schools, parents, homeschools, and all the, schools. All the different kinds of schools. And for me, like, as I see all the preparation that's gone into this and I see all of the different um, worries that people have and all the different possibilities of, you know, maybe it goes great or, 
or maybe <laughs> it fails immediately. Maybe it like blows up and becomes horrible. Maybe, you know, we get halfway through and we realize, you know, this isn't going to work. And yeah. it, it feels a lot like a, a space, like a space exploration mission. It's like, you really hope you can get into orbit and not end up like the challenger, you know? Right. And if you do, you know, you give it a round of applause and then you focus on getting the rest of the job done. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of where I'm at is we've done all this preparation and I'm waiting for us to get students back on campus. And then that's going to be interesting. And then we're going to take, you know, I'm my, my big thing is I'm watching to see what happens for the first 10 days. Okay. And then I'm just going to take it one week at a time and see how things go and, and how, how we respond and how students are and how faculty are and staff. And there's a million different factors, but it could, it could be okay. It really could be. I'm just glad I'm not in charge. I wouldn't want, I know I I would not want to be. The one who makes these decisions because, Mm -hmm. you know, you start affecting kids. Yeah. It's scary. Well, and families. I mean, I don't want to be that person. Kids, kids could just be, I mean, kids could be the vector, you know, that's what we're worried about really is in addition to it being something that affects kids for it to be something where it spreads through the kids to the families. Yeah. So that, that's really worrying for a lot of people. Yeah. I, I think right now it's uh, the times that we're in is only, I've only been alive for 28 years. Uh, At this point, I think there's like, from what I can remember is the most fear I've ever seen. Like people are scared. Genuinely, a lot of people are scared and not only scared of the virus, scared of the social justice movements going on, scared of, you know, what, what's going on, what's going to happen to the economy, what's going to happen with their families. You know, just people are, people are, uh, I just think everyone needs to just take a deep breath and, you know, everything's going to be okay. We're all going to make it, you know, just, I agree. just follow whatever makes you happy. You know, if you, if you want to follow, if you want to support uh, social justice movements, racial movements, support them. If you don't avoid them, if you, want to wear a mask where if you don't, don't go places where you're supposed to wear a mask, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just like, do what Mm -hmm. makes you happy, take a deep breath and, you know, try to stay out of situations you don't want to be in. Even even though sometimes it's nice to make yourself uncomfortable and be in those type of situations, but there's times where it's like, maybe for your mental health, just avoid them, you know, and just relax. I I think everyone just needs to relax, you know? Yeah. To some degree, you know, it's easy to get overwhelmed. Trust me, I own own two businesses and have a full-time job. Like I get overwhelmed a lot and you know, you can sit there and you can be scared and you can be anxious and you you feel panic or you can just like sit back and be like, listen, you can't control everything and you're going to do the best you can. Yeah. And that's what you have to do. That's how people have to go through life. I mean, if you're going to be successful, you have to consider the possible negative consequences of things you have to consider those, right. but you have to try to achieve positive consequences. You have to, you have to do something. You have to like sometimes have a little courage and, and go out and take things on. Yeah. And if you don't do that, then you're going to sit in a ball on your couch and you're not going to get that thing done that could yeah. make you successful. You just won't do it. Yeah. We, Phil and I have these conversations a lot together. That's why I kind of, 
I think the podcast works is because, you know, we get pretty deep when we, uh, for, for people that aren't potheads, we get pretty deep conversations. (laughs) just like (laughs) chatting, but, uh, I mean, it's one of those things. No offense, potheads. We love you. Yeah, of course we do. Why wouldn't we? We're, we aren't you, but uh, we love you. Phil's a libertarian. He's for free. You know, he's, he's, he's yeah. yeah. I support your that. right yeah. to smoke marijuana. That's right. And I don't even do it. I don't have to, like, I want people to respect your rights, even though it doesn't affect me. There you go. Yeah. And uh, back to the, I think I've told you this before, Phil. I've learned more by failing than I ever had by succeeding. And yeah, I, I mean, you don't have to be successful. There, there's a, in I'm sure there's a quote by somebody so way, way smarter than me that that's probably already been quoted, but I can tell you right now, every time I've messed up and done something negative, the only thing I take for it was, well, I'm not going to be doing that ever again. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, that was a big mistake. And where if you succeed, well, Wayne, you, Wayne you, Gretzky, you give yourself faults, false positives when you succeed because you're like oh well that works sure. that works because yeah. sometimes it works because it was lucky yeah you know and, and then you keep going and but then the next time you're not going to be lucky so that's it's okay like, yeah but yeah so that's why failing at least you know now whoa this can happen and i never want to feel that again or be in that situation again you so just work yeah i'm not going to do that something again up. right yeah so i, I think failure is good as well absolutely so, yeah one of those deals wayne gretzky you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take was that him or Michael Jordan? Well, everybody, <laughs> it, it is Wayne Gretzky. Is it? Okay. 100% Wayne Gretzky. Okay. But a lot of people attribute it to Michael Jordan. Yeah, I thought that. I, I Falsely. thought that was Michael Falsely. Jordan. Yes. Really? Incorrectly. Yes. Wow. Okay. Sorry, sorry, basketball fans, but ice hockey's still better. <clears throat> I'm a basketball fan, so on your, okay. on your team. Sorry, Jesse. <laughs> Hockey's still better. Hockey's fun. I always like when they get into brawls. That's the best part. That's the only reason I watch is for the fights. I, I'm a, I'm an MMA guy. Man. I, I enjoy it. So that's what, that's what I like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't fun. think that they have quality fights. I mean, they just. Some of them are pretty, well, they, pretty hellacious. They, they, yeah, They're pretty well, I, cool, man. Yeah. But as far as like <laughs> technical quality, I mean. I was reading that there's a school in Canada where you like hockey school where they teach you how to fight. Probably. Yeah. You like they teach you how to hockey fight. Stupid. <laughs> I want to go like. Yeah, I just want to learn how to hockey fight. If you want fight. a hockey fight, I got a couple of guys that can show you. Show, show me some moves. <laughs> yeah, I used to have, I used to work at a, a very popular, um, very well-known uh, boarding school for hockey, for elite hockey players that, you know, took me around the world and to several national championships and otherwise. And there were a couple of our, a uh, couple of our athletes, a couple of our hockey players that, I don't think I ever, I, I don't think we ever made it through a whole weekend without me fixing up a bloody nose. <laughs> you <laughs> know what I'm saying? Scrapping. I had one yeah. kid that would always like, he had a permanent cut on the bottom of his chin uh, because he'd somehow get it busted open every game, sometimes through fighting. A couple uppercuts. Though, Just, did it to you. Yeah. I never liked it. They'd come off, you know, they get kicked out of the game and, yeah. and at that level and they'd come off and I'd have to go fix them up and i'd be like i, I don't even want like i don't even want to look at you but i have to because right gotta, like <laughs> just hold your chin up for a second <laughs> it, it was looking at flat mary uh flat mary in what what do you think what do you think <laughs> yeah oh, oh well, you know i don't like fighting that much either <laughs> yeah you're not into hockey okay I, I understand it's okay i understand fighting in hockey and i understand how um it kind of helps 
it helps enforce some things. You know, a lot of the a lot of the hockey players think that it can change the momentum of a game. A lot of hockey players say, you know, it, it can help, you know, keep keep players in check so that they don't do things uh, repeatedly that are dirty because they know that they'll get they'll have to they'll have to fight for it. Right. So yeah. I get it. No. Oh, and yeah, actually, um, baseball. I know newbie says basketball has brawls, but uh, baseball had a famous brawl, not not super famous, between two hockey players that are, I think, still on the same team as each other, uh, Jack Johnson and Sidney Crosby. That, they got into uh, a scrap? No. Oh. Somebody, I, I believe the story is that Sidney Crosby got beaned. He was playing baseball. Oh, playing baseball. He was playing oh, baseball okay, okay. in high school. And he got beamed or something. And Jack Johnson came running in and pummeled the other guy. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Nice. It's part of the legend. So those hockey guys, they're they're uh cut from a different cloth. They're they're pretty uh, they are and tough dudes. They're not only are they tough dudes, but they're some of the nicest people that I've ever met in my life. They they really care about doing things the right way. They really care about, I mean, I never had a day where they didn't offer to help me with something, where they didn't thank me, where they didn't, you know, come in and shake my hand and look me in the eye. Yeah. And and that meant a lot. That was, that was one of the best groups of people I've ever been involved with. The hockey guys. Yeah. I certainly miss, I miss that culture. We have a good culture where I am now, but I, I miss that culture. It is, it's unique. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. And then now to where you are, where you cover multiple sports yeah yeah i'm sure you're probably more well versed doing this though because you deal with different types of injuries and different type of uh attitudes personalities oh yeah you know yeah. it's kind of it's probably good you know teaches you new things yeah i love learning new things yeah so who doesn't right that's why you should listen to this podcast that's why we're here. because uh we don't i i would say i don't want to speak for phil but i don't want to change anyone's mind here I just want people to hear hear my opinion. Yeah. I want them to see a different perspective right. and and see where we are. But we're yeah. not we're not telling you anything that we want you to believe. We just want to you to hear our opinion, and maybe it, it, it maybe it will change your opinion. But at the same time, I think we're pretty reliable. Or yeah. you know, we try to just open your mind. Yeah, just just a little different. Mind. It's and you know part of the part of what I like about us and, and Marianne and and what we do here is. There are a lot of people right now who, especially with the current political climate, who, when when there's a different side that disagrees with them, whether they're from the right, from the left, from some different angle that, who knows what angle it is, yeah. um, and they see that people from the side that, you know, the people that are so okay, we can say, you know, maybe we don't like Antifa, right? Right. Well, we see Antifa being violent or um, causing damage, and we say, and and we start to become uncivil the way that we respond to them. Right. And I don't think we do that. I think that you know we look at them and we say, look, you shouldn't do that. But I'm not going to lower to your level because we're good. And so when we see people who are good, we treat them good. Right. And when we see people who are doing some crazy stuff, 
we tell them you shouldn't do that, but we still treat them good. Sometimes. Usually. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's some, there's some things that are, if, I mean, if there's it, to, the difference between like an act of, Right. If you see an act of violence, you're gonna you're gonna respond to it. Right. In a violent way. Because I'm, I'm a man of. But action. if you see if you see somebody presenting an idea that you don't like, you're gonna tell them that it's a bad idea. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Probably. Maybe. Remember how? I hope so. I think you forgot. I'm a man of action. I got the mustache. I Jesse's I fight got crime. a mustache, so I fight crime. <laughs> um, Jesse might run you over with his Ferrari. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. No. I I agree. Uh, I, I don't think I never try. I think the biggest problem we have is that the loudest voices are, are the opinions we take. And there's it's such a small amount of those people. Yeah. It really is. It's just, you know, people get loud and that's who you hear when, yep. you know, so when, when I, I, I do talk bad about the radical left, I have many times and I'm that doesn't mean I have a problem with with left with left wing people because it's the loud minority of the radical left that I probably don't agree with with the rest right. I, I'm I have many friends that yeah. that seem that are that way and we get along fine and we can have decent conversations same thing I mean it goes with far leaning right people like mm -hmm. you know you can't smoke weed and you can't do this and things that I don't agree with you know just I think I'm both here you know yeah. it's like Again, I think that's why our podcast is awesome. I just think so. it's important not to go to other people's level. Stay at your level. Do your thing. Like be you. Do the thing that you think is right instead of, you know, trying to go to what other people's level is. Yeah. I don't know. That's where I'm at. But good way to think, Phil. I try. I don't know. Try. So it's should, just the way it is. Should we talk a little bit about I know we're kind of running past our time, but who we cares? Because I got time. I'm having fun. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and newbie still listening. What so do you want to talk what, about? What's up, newbie? How you doing, buddy? Hey, newbie, if you got a topic, throw it here. But before we do that, should we talk about how we have a couple guests that are going to be coming on soon? Like that, that would be cool. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought we were going to talk about something completely more uh, controversial than that. No. Well, I just thought it'd be fun to like throw that out there that, you know, your friend or. Yeah. I think he's. So your next friend, Sunday. I, I'm not sure. Next Sunday. I'll claim him. I'll claim him as a friend, as an old friend. I don't. Uh, I haven't had much chance to interact with him in the past few years, but um, as I've come back into the community and he's um, kind of coming up this way a little bit more, um, Ed Van Stein is going to be coming on next week, and we'll talk about all sorts of stuff, including his new car service, uh, Finger Lakes Rides. Actually, I'm not sure how new it is. I think he's been he's been operating it in a little for a little while, but um, it'll be new to us. And um, and do you want to talk about the other ones? Oh, and Marla and Marla Marla. We love Marla from uh, from the Laurentide Beer Company. She's, she's a gem. She's awesome. And ologist. She is a gem. Ologist. That was great. You, you got to use that when she's here. She's yeah, love it. <laughs> she's a. That's going to be cool because obviously we love the Laurentide. Uh, Sure, we have some bias, but it's it's an awesome place. And she's when you ever talk to a gemologist in your life? Who Not about gems. I tried to talk about fossils, and she said that she thought they were cool when she was a kid. And then she she was like, "Yeah, but I don't do that she's anymore." She's like, "That's a geologist, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not a gemologist, it's an archaeologist, <laughs> yeah, or whatever she was saying." I was like, Anthropologist. And you struck out, Phil. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> 
good try. It's yeah. like, um, you know, when you were telling me about the whole uh, not liking onions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't now like I have to tell either. that story. <laughs> yeah, don't tell I? the story. It's a funny one. It's a weird story. I don't know if anybody's interested in this, but when I was in <laughs> when I was funny. in grads, I mean, this is a story I, I don't think I'll ever forget. But when people try to find anything, anything possible that they could possibly have in common to talk to somebody. And it's like they really have to reach because they're not anything alike. It's usually in a romantic situ situation. Oh, yeah, I mean, otherwise, you would just, right. you know, go about your business. But I was in grad school in in Virginia and it was, you know, we came in early to work uh, preseason football and there was football on campus us athletic training students, a cheer camp, and a band camp. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No. but And, you know, you go through lunch in the cafeteria, because that was open for us. There wasn't much time for anything else. And I'm in line, and I'm behind a nice young lady. And between us is somebody who was not on the football team was the other option the band oh the band oh yeah, i didn't the band kid oh, i didn't know it was the band kid yeah it was oh, a band kid even funny you didn't have anything like he kid. had like no basis for talking to this woman oh jeez. and <laughs> so he's he's trying and he's trying and then uh they get up to this uh the one meal item and she goes ah, i hate onions and he goes Oh my God, me too. <laughs> Just like any way to get in. And uh, how'd it turn out? Uh, shot down. He was trying to bat out of his league. He was, yeah. You gotta, yeah. You, gotta, you gotta try to stay in your league a little bit. He was down like Jester. Yeah. yeah. If you're in the minors, you shouldn't go up and try to hit. I disagree with that. Against I, the MLB pitchers? Nope, I disagree. You're, I disagree. I don't gonna... believe in leagues because if, if I did, I wouldn't, I, my league would be very, it would be very like, are there is there a four A or one A? Is there like a half an A? I'm not sure. I shouldn't talk baseball. I don't know much about it. <laughs> yeah, no. I I just I try to tell my friends that all the time. Like for your for your ego, just don't try it. Don't don't try to bat that high. It's not gonna feel good. <laughs> it's not. So gonna what's the feel worst? Good. What's the worst thing that could happen? The people hate rejection, right? Think think about rejection. Think about. There's no worse feeling than like, hey, like. You know, you're like, oh, this girl, you're feeling yourself. And then all of a sudden she's like, no. And you're just like, oh, like, eat. you know, you know? Yeah. I mean, I've never had it happen personally, but I'm sure other people have experienced that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. The mustache just, it's a killer. Kills them. Knocks I, them dead. I bring in this beard. Knocks them dead. Every and time. no problem. <laughs> no, no problem. problem. So I don't believe <laughs> yeah. in leagues. I don't believe in leagues no, because no if I was, okay. if I was in a league, um, I don't know. Or, or maybe I transcend leagues. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe. Maybe you're like a pinch hitter. Like you like you're good. Like they bring you in just to like bat for the pitcher and stuff. Yeah. Someone. I think it's intimidating for a lot of women actually. <clears throat> what? To talk to me. Maybe. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It could be. It could be sometimes, you know, it's uh that you 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 have a very uh you don't mind throwing your opinion around. You know, it's like bam, you walk in the room and you're like, Phil's here. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> what, what does Bill think about this? Because he'll tell you. Yeah, don't worry. Don't have to ask him. You're going to hear. Yep. Fun, fun. So It's okay. I, I, yeah. like to, I like to talk to people. Yeah, that's good. What did Newbie? I, I asked him for a oh, topic. Oh, man, Newbie. What, what do you think? What do you want to talk about? Um, 
we wrapped up his social philosophy, which is good. Um, he said the best cut of what is the best cut of meat and the best way to cook it? It's a ribeye steak. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. The the marbleization of the ribeye. You just I don't think you can possibly get that in any other cut. So what do you think is the best way to cook it? Oh, well, how I would cook it doesn't mean it's the best way. But what I usually do is uh, sear it on a cast iron pan yeah. and then finish it in the oven. Um, but it's like the way I sear it, right? So you get a hot pan, throw in like just oil, get it hot. And then you salt and pepper the steak. Bam, sear it. I throw in garlic cloves and some, and some rosemary and then butter baste it real quick. And then throw it in the oven to finish it. That's that's how I do it. But I'm not saying it's the best the way. The best way to make a ribeye starts with picking a great ribeye, which I think we can agree on. Well, of course. The next step starts 24 hours before you ever cook it. Uh-oh. Before you, 24 hours before you cook the steak, you salt it. And then you, uh, well, first you dry it. Mm-hmm. And you salt it. Well, I didn't know we were getting 24 technical. hours ahead of time. If you got to pat it dry, dry of course, it, everyone knows. Dry that. it, salt it, put it on a rack in the refrigerator. Okay. So it, it gets the surface gets dry, right? Then the next day, when it's time to cook the steak, you do a reverse sear. Whoa. Do you know what a reverse sear is? I do. Have you ever done a reverse sear? I have sear? not. I've seen okay. it. The reverse yeah. sear is the best way that you can make a steak. So essentially the way that works is you want to get the steak up to temperature so it's evenly cooked throughout. Oh, of course. Yeah. You always take it out of the fridge about two, three hours for you. Right. 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 So you got, yeah, yeah. So you want to bring it up to room temperature before you cook it, but then you reverse sear. So you, you basically you can put it in the oven. I use a convection oven and you put it in there and you let it get up to you know, your, your rare or medium rare level, wherever you're going for. And then all you have to do, get a nice, get your cast iron until it starts to smoke a little bit, hit it with butter. Okay. Throw your steak in there, just like 30 to 40 seconds on each side to get that sear on it. Then you get a perfect, that perfect crust on the outside and it's not overdone around the edges. It's, it's done perfectly all the way through. You should be able to do that when you sear it and bake it. I always get it like pretty perfect. It's harder to get a good sear, like a medium rare, because I yeah. just like a hot ass. Pan it's hard to get a good like, sear without that, like without that overcooked area around yeah. the edges. Okay, but if you do a reverse sear, it'll be perfect all the way through. And, yeah. and that's the best way at home because we yeah. we all know the best way in a restaurant is to buy a twenty thousand dollar infrared char broiler because that's oh yeah. That's how you do it, but uh, none of us have that. <laughs> so, but that's the best way to have a steak. A close second is just <laughs> throw that sucker on the grill. Well, that's what I was gonna. I was gonna bring that up. Uh, just a grilled ribeye yep. is awesome. It I is. Mean, it is. Or a, a tomahawk steak, a grilled tomahawk oh, steak. Yeah. So good. It was so good. I saw Look somebody what you did. Newbie. I swear. <laughs> I swear did. that they were doing this just to be inflammatory. Okay. But I saw somebody said that they had a two thousand dollar tomahawk steak. And they did this video online of it and they took this steak that was definitely not a $2,000 steak because it didn't have enough fat to be a $2,000 steak. And they grilled it, they seared it, and then they roasted it a little bit and then they coated it 
with like beer batter. Why? And then they deep fried it. Oh no. And I think that they were doing it just to make people comment on their video by just being stupid. Should we talk about how you should be able to be arrested for doing that? Uh, I mean, it's animal abuse. It, I would say. I mean, you want to talk yeah. about animal rights? That that cow did not die no. to have you ruin a steak. Not that good of a steak. Don't ruin a steak. Don't do that. You, you, everyone's better than that out there. I think so. Yeah. Most people. Hopefully. Yeah. Except Antifa. So. Well, there you go, newbie. So it's a ribeye steak. And <laughs> and that's uh, that is like, and I'm sure a lot of people and a lot of misguided people would say filet mignon. Yeah, they're wrong. Pe- people always you think, can make a great filet mignon. Yeah, but people always think that's like the steak. And just if like, you have no. to add bacon to a food in order to make it taste good, it's not you're not good. doing it right. No. You didn't pick the good meat. Right. You got to get that fatty meat. There's not enough fat on a filet. Yeah. I mean, get it. it is tender. And let's oh, yeah. let's talk about. You can do nice stuff with it. The filet is if you want to talk about, and it contains the most. Hopefully, I say this right. Collagen, collagen, collagen. There we go. Yeah, and so of course it is velvety. It's soft and it's mm-hmm. sexy. Uh, it doesn't contain as much collagen as oxtail, though. Really? Oh, I did yeah. not oxtail know is loaded yeah. with collagen. Interesting. Hmm. Oxtail is oxtail is my second favorite cut of meat. I've so newbie loves oxtail. Um, he might actually talk about it. But a good braised oxtail and a nice like uh, red sauce—it's pretty good stuff. Man. That's the ticket. Yeah, I love Can't it. Beat it. I'll probably be making some of that tomorrow. Nice. Yeah, you should you should post some pictures on it's rare of the oxtail. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Be cool. Yeah. Maybe I'll do a video. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not. You know, know what? Hey, so I was thinking. I do you eat deer meat? Like, yeah, I love venison. Yeah, 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 that's my favorite. So I have like a bunch of venison. I got to get you some. Yeah. And I got this recipe for. I would have my own venison if I was better at hunting. Well, there you go. I, maybe I can show you some tricks. It helps having 200 acres of land because yeah. you can stumble yeah. upon it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Easier. Yeah. Um, this like bacon wrapped uh, venison loin with like a chimichurri sauce over top. I know you'd probably skip the chimichurri. I like chimichurri. But I love chimichurri. Man, it's good. It's like. Or I've done it again with like a blackberry reduction, like like so. A what sauce. do you see? So the bacon is replacing the fat. Yeah, just because there's not much yeah. fat on a right. on a loin, yeah. so you know you need to add the fat to right. it. Right, so it's good stuff. Yeah, the hard part with venison is that the fat fat that comes from deer, yeah, is not not great. So lean, it's yeah. such a lean meat. When yeah. we uh, and the, the fat that you can get is kind of grainy. So when we so. make burger meat out of venison, you know, we add back bacon fat to it. Just mm-hmm. because you know you have to, or, or you're just not going to have a good burger. It'd be yeah. way too dry. Keeps so, it from drying yeah. out, and not just regular fat, bacon fat. Bacon so, fat. That's yeah. what I do. That's it. the ticket. Yeah. <laughs> or you get some short ribs and grind those up in there. Oh, there you go. It's like it's like the burger at the 18th Amendment. We yeah, add some short rib, ground chuck, short rib, and brisket to it. So you want to talk about a good burger blend? I mean, it's pretty. That is notch. a good burger blend. Yeah, I I would think so. I try. We tried a bunch of blends. So, and that one really really hit the ticket for us. So. Do you think we've lost enough listeners that we can talk about the difference between equity and equality? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Well, you should. So that's newbies talking about is oxtail. I, or is he saying the steak at good luck? The steak at good luck is a $67 ribeye. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, that's the, you know, you got to get the upcharge in there. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So let's talk about, um, 
Equality? Is that what you're saying? Say it again. <laughs> tell, tell me again. Tell me. I, I'm going to need a little more scotch for me this too. if that's okay. Me too. Uh, you uh, can have thanks, all you want. Thanks again, Phil. This is not a cheap scotch for anyone else. It's home. a nice scotch. That this was. Is, uh, this is a, for the, you big rollers who have jobs at colleges. We're not, no, I no. Actually, that bottle was the first thing that I purchased when I um, when I went to New York City. I was down in I was down in Brooklyn. It was like my second week, and I was down in Brooklyn. And I went over and I found uh, a liquor store, and I I came across that bottle. It's a nice. Yeah, it's a hundred and nineteen proof. It doesn't taste. like You need that. water. It says right on there that you're supposed to add like two parts water to one part scotch. Wow. It uh, I would I would have guessed maybe a hundred. It's done. it's a really nice, really nice drink. So, did you see that it's aged in bourbon barrels and sherry casks? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, they do such cool stuff. I'll stop cutting you off, but I thought they that was interesting. Cool stuff. No. So, one thing that I think a lot about that I have a different angle. Like I, I think you noticed that I have a different angle on a lot of things than a lot of people do. You're you're a different type of person is I look at what's been going on with the protests, with um, the outcry for social justice, racial justice, and otherwise. And I agree. I think that um, there are a lot of problems in our society that we need to find solutions for. But I think that a lot of times the solutions that are proposed are solutions. Some of them are just completely unrealistic. Right. But the ones that even are realistic are more um, directed toward equity than equality. And I'm a big fan of equality. Right. But with the caveat that we need to make things work for everybody. And when I was in grad school, you know, we were trying to justify, you know, why is it, I mean, let's, let's just take it back a little bit. Right. So I'm in grad school and we're talking about, you know, why should athletic trainers, you know, what's the difference between athletic trainers and physical therapists. Right. Right. And, um, you know, physical therapists, a lot of times just say, you know, they're, you know, more highly trained, whatever, a bunch of different things. And, in a lot of ways, you know, they are, they have a doctorate now as opposed to a master's degree. And, um, they're able to treat people from the physical therapist. You're saying, yeah. Okay. Physical therapists can treat patients from birth okay. through geriatric ages, you know, oh, wow. and, um, they treat people with, you know, disabilities like CP. Um, they treat people, um, with, with all sorts of different issues and for athletic trainers, we treat people who are people who are athletes and they could have other things. They're plural, you know, they, they could have disabilities, they could have other issues. Um, but regardless, like we're specialized for the athlete. So when we justify why, um, why, why athletic trainers, it's, um, when we justify ourselves, instead of selling ourselves as the cheaper option, which often we are, 
um, we should justify ourselves as the more specific option. So like if you compare it to a shoe, we're a running shoe, you know? Okay. Like we're not, you wouldn't wear clogs to play, to, to run a marathon. You wear a running shoe. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, we're this, we're, we're more specific. We don't have the breadth of education that PTs do, but we have more specificity for athletes. So that's why athletic trainers, that makes sense. You know, you sell it as a, as a better idea, right? right. So back to equality and equity is in order, I hope I'm tying this together. Well, I don't, it sounded really good in my head, but it was basically the way that I look at what we should do is we need to make things work for everybody the best that we can because it's a good idea. And instead of because um, we need to force it on people, we just need to convince people that it's a good idea. So whether it's, I know currently the hot one is, is race, right? But another, you know, you've got disabilities that cause way more inequality than race in a lot of ways. Um, whether it's intellectual disabilities or whether it's physical or otherwise mental health, mental health. Yeah. yeah. So, and race. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm not trying to like tie those exactly together, but basically if you are a business owner, um, or, or otherwise, right. We need to convince those people that it benefits them. We need to convince business owners that it benefits them to make things better for everybody. If you, um, but, but why, why are we, uh, why are we focusing on business owners? What you think they're making it not, you think they're not making equal opportunities to because, employ people? Is that what you're saying? Because business owners are kind of a big foundation of our society, you know, like for, um, for someone who is unable to get a job because of something that they can't control who's hiring them for right. people who can't go into the store who, who, why? Right. Right. So there was something that I looked at. Um, I've been, I, I did a little bit of training in inclusion and there, they had a comic strip and Marianne <laughs> and it was, <laughs> it's just like cut right to her. Man. It was, it was a, um, a kid who was using a wheelchair and it was a guy, it had snowed. There's a bunch of kids. One of them in a, is in a wheelchair. The rest of them are, are perfectly able to move around. Uh, and there's a ramp and there's stairs and there's a guy standing there and he says, well, I got to shovel these stairs because there are more kids who are going to use those stairs than the ramp. Yeah, but those kids can walk up and snow. It won't kill them. You can't. That's not the point. You can't like get up there with a wheelchair. And it's snow. razor blades. Just right. like that's not the point. Right. Okay. The point is, all of the kids can use the ramp. Oh, true. Yeah, so, right. so when you have a business, it behooves you to make sure that everybody can get into your store because now, did you know that twenty percent of Americans have some type of disability? 20% a physical or mental like some type of disability 20%. So if you make it so that people with a disability can access your business that's 20% of the country that can use yours 
that otherwise couldn't. Interesting. Yeah. I'm glad that I spoke up in between there and you're like, but that's not the reason. That's not the yeah, point. Yeah. The point is that everyone can use the ramp. Yeah. Everyone that makes can. sense. So, but I mean, that's just a small example, but when you talk, whether it's race or disabilities or um, gender or whatever it is, it makes sense for us to know that those people are valuable and that they benefit us. Like, even if we don't agree with everything about them, um, or, or whatever, like we have to sell it to people that they're important. And are you trying to tie this back into like systematic racism? Is that a hundred percent? So a hundred percent. Now I, I like your opinion. I, I pretty much agree with you that it's not just about race. There's, there's a lot of, you know, disabilities, mental health. I don't think there's a lot. Now, is there types of systematic racism? Sure. You know, I mean, maybe you can nitpick and find them. You mm -hmm. can find like here, okay, yeah, that, you know, they don't have the same opportunity. They don't have the same opportunity. The main problem is, is the people that are affected, they don't have businesses right. in their community. Right. And they, businesses don't want to invest in those communities because they're scared of, of being, of their business being robbed, of people being afraid to come to their business because of the neighborhood it's in. But so why? Because it's a bad neighborhood. So what are the things that you could do? So here's oh, so so here's why. Here's what tie it back together, Phil. Okay. Right. So here's my question, right? What can you do? A lot of people who are trying to improve social justice and racism target things that are going to make it specifically better for a group of people. They say, okay, well, we need to make it better for um, black people because they're oppressed in this area. But sometimes by doing that, they make things unequal. Right. So what could we do that makes things better for everybody? That like there are currently things that are specifically targeting, um, not specifically, but there are currently things that there are laws and policies and otherwise that more uh, affect certain populations than others, certain races than others. But by reducing those policies or changing those policies, it makes things better for everybody, but it makes things more better for the ones who it was lopsided against. Right. So things like the drug war, I look at. The drug war disproportionately affects African Americans. Yeah. And I think it's a stupid policy. Well, it it targets them. Yeah. It, it's targeted at people of color. So we need to end the drug war. Yeah. Not just black uh, Mexican people. You know, it, yeah. it, it, it there's yeah. or not Mexican. Sorry, I shouldn't say it. it's like Latin or you know some some of the sort. You know. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But it is definitely targeted at them. For yeah. Sure. It does. It, it disproportionately affects them. Yeah. But you can end the drug war without creating a separate class of people and saying, okay, well, we're going to just make it so that um, if a certain group of people uh, get arrested for drugs, then their you know, charges are less or something, right? right. We're just going to say, look, we're not going to put anybody in jail for smoking marijuana ever again. Right. Because they weren't hurting anybody. Now, if they hurt somebody, put them in jail for that. 
Right. If you're smoking marijuana and you hurt somebody, you go to jail. If you're smoking marijuana and you don't hurt anybody, you don't go to jail. If you're smoking crack and you don't hurt anybody, you don't go to jail. We might try to get you services so that you can maybe stop smoking crack. Right. If you rob somebody so you can get money for crack. Well, if you rob somebody, you, go to you jail. should be in jail. Right? Yeah. yeah. For a long time. But if you're, if you're not hurting anybody... It, we but, need to get rid of the drug war. But there's still a little bit of problems with you using our emergency systems because of your drug use. You shouldn't tie up our police or ambulance crews because you have a drug sure. problem. Yeah, I agree with that. And those people can't afford to pay for the services they're being rendered in mm -hmm. that situation. So th there's an issue in that part of it. So we tackle that part of it. That, that's why I think pot is like, it's so scary that people still go to jail for marijuana. It is because yeah, they're it, not doing it, any of that. It doesn't do anything. Yeah. I mean, people don't die over pot. It, it doesn't happen. It's yep. safe, you know, to non marijuana smokers. But right. yeah, seriously. I mean, but, it's not like we're not, Phil and I aren't token up, you know, it's no, not, we, no. our, our vice is obviously booze. So, um, and we don't judge anyone for their vices as long as they do it in a safe manner and don't over over consume and get in cars and you can do whatever you want. Just don't affect other people's lives. Exactly. That's all. Exactly. So, but that's yeah. like, I think that it's a perfect analogy for the kid that needs to use the ramp. It's like, let's get, let's like open up the way for people that aren't hurting anybody. Let's open up the way for people for everybody instead of just a certain group of people. Yeah, no, and I, I agree. And we, I would say before people, if anyone's listening at this point and hearing our conversation, we, Phil and I are probably, he's, I'd say both of us are the most accommodating. We, we don't judge people on anything. We, any, Absolutely. anybody's allowed in here. We don't care skin, color, sex, your, whatever gender you want to be. It, it, you know, none of the, I would say none of it would stop us. You know, no. as, as long as you're a decent person, not yep. gonna, you know, be crazy. We really don't care. If you're cool, we like you. Yeah. And I've always been that way. And yep. being a business owner, how can you not? Yeah. I mean, and being an athletic and trainer, that's why it ties being back. an athletic trainer, how can you not? Right. Because you don't get to choose who you train. Like, in right. time, you know, you yeah. just, you got to do it, you know? Yeah. And I love all my patients. I mean, yeah. like you don't get into that career because you want to uh, discriminate in any way. Right. No. I mean, you, you get into that career because you want to help people. Um, you just want to help people. So, yeah, I would say that it, there's a lot to talk about and it's uncomfortable. And a lot of people take uh, a lot of people are scared to give their opinion. It's an, yeah, yeah. I, I was, I wasn't sure if you'd want to talk about it. No, I, I mean, think, I just, I think uh, to be fair, I, I'm, I think the biggest problem, my opinion is Amazon's not going to move to Baltimore, Maryland. I can guarantee you that. Right. So, and yeah. and that's the problem is we have to start by cleaning up neighborhoods because, and it's not, it's like when people talk about it, it's just like, it's like anything else. It's like with police, there, there's a few, there's bad people that make that neighborhood bad. And those, and nothing happens because people are scared of those people in their neighborhoods people, because they know if they tell the police or they try to do something, they can be killed. Right. We need to we need to work on fixing that. Our money needs to go back into communities. People need to invest. And we need to get out of people's in their way communities to help their own communities too. Right. But that's the problem. Is you're a product of your environment, and there's no truer saying. 
if I grew up in Seattle, I, I'm sure I'd probably be, I would probably have a different way of thinking, don't you, you think? You can come out different ways no matter where you're from. Yeah, but but you're pretty much, you're a product of your environment. Like, you have to be. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. If you grew up in a different place, that you would be different. You you would have a different everybody, way of yeah, thinking. Yeah. You but would. everybody's everybody's got a million different angles too. I mean, you look at um, the tribalism that goes on in our society, and it doesn't make any sense because people within like people within those tribes, with, within political parties, within um, local areas, neighborhoods, whatever it is. They're so diverse. Even if even if everybody in the neighborhood looks the same, they're so diverse. Right. And their ideas, I mean, that's really what it comes down similar. to is their ideas. Are pretty similar. Not necessarily. Well, think about look at Penyan. Well, a lot of look Pen- at the different look at the broad spectrum of ideas in Penyan. But you can guarantee almost everyone in Penyan is comfortable with the Second Amendment. No. There's got to be a, no. a majority compared to then in New York City with people who've never seen guns or been around them or been around hunting. I've had, enough, been... I've had enough conversations with people that aren't really in Penyan. A lot of people that are aren't. originally from here. Nope. Well, see, that's the thing. Uh, people that grew up here. They, and and maybe some of them from it. here. They've experienced Actually, no, it. yes. Some of them from here. Yes. Hmm. But I've had, I've had a lot of conversations about it. And there are a lot of people from here. And from other places, we're very much not comfortable with it, and they think that we're stupid for wanting guns. Yeah, to be safe. Yeah, to they think it. They think it's. They think that it's selfish. They think that it's um, stupid. Like they think, you know, they go those arguments that you know you're more likely to get shot by your own gun than you are to use it in defense. Like, well, first off, probably not true depends on where you get your statistics and I'm not going to cite any statistics because well, I know that a lot of the I'm statistics sure it's from domestic violence cases. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. But, you know, there there are statistics that are flawed that like you, you can't really know how many defensive uses there are. Well, if your wife catches you screwing your neighbor, uh if you don't have a gun, she will find another way to kill you. I hate to tell you that. <laughs> you know, uh, or there's a lot scarier shit. Maybe than she'll guns. just leave. And let me tell you, knives are way more personal than a gun. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> think about it. No, but that's. I'm sure it comes from like yeah. domestic cases, and yeah. that's what it is. Like, don't you don't want a gun in your home because if there's a domestic problem, somebody can get shot. Right. If it it doesn't have to so, be a gun, people. So part of it's more lo- people are killed by hammers than guns. Part of it's every lo- year. locus of control, though, right? So it's like people who think that they're just things that are going to happen no matter what, which they are. Um, a lot of them think, you know what, like you having that means that there's one more that could kill somebody. On the other hand, I think that me having that, I know I'm not going to attack somebody. I know hundred percent, but I also know that now I've got something that if worse comes to worse, very worse. I have a tool that I can use in my defense or in the defense of my friends and family that I, I or, might not be able to defend it either way. Or somebody that's not even your friends or family. Absolutely. You, you, that, that person behind yeah. you in a grocery store that's yep. going to be, has a gun pulled on them. I yep. mean, 
you know, it's, and, but, but without it, you don't, and there's no equality. I mean, that's part of equality. Like that levels a playing field, right? That makes it so that, you know, uh, not to be sexist, but that makes it so a five foot, 115 pound woman can be equal to a 250 pound man. Yeah. It, it evens it real quick. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, and I, I don't want it to be the wild west. You know, everyone's packing and carrying their pistols and having right. shootouts. Yeah. But well, I don't think that even that's it, not what the Wild West was. Well, right, right. But that's what people think. That's what people when, think. When yeah. Everyone has a gun. You want the image of the Wild right. West. Yeah. And that's not that's not what we're looking for. Yeah. Because I I I think open carry is crazy. I would never open carry a weapon. You you couldn't get me to open why would you show you have a weapon? Think about it. If if you have a gun, I would consider it. So, let's say I was going to rob you. If I knew you had a gun, open carry. Yeah, I would go about it a lot different than if yeah. I didn't know you had one. Yeah, but you know what? Like there's like, certain so because I I know it's always, on your hip. Yeah, like, and I know where it is. And you don't think I'm gonna like that? That would be well, the sure. first thing you you're going to go for. Is. Yeah, you yeah. lose the element of surprise. Yeah. On the other hand, it'd be really nice. I, I I don't think we should have open carry laws, and here's why. You're talking about what's happening in a grocery store, right? What about when you're out for a hike? Like, wouldn't it be nice not to have to like try to conceal it? And you know, if you're special, I mean, not in New York State so much, but other places where you've got, you know, like if people are carrying because of bears or otherwise that you know you can just you can carry it open so that you can have something that's bigger that you can um i think you can carry open in like certain parks and like like that new york state there are a lot of parks where you can't have one at all oh really yeah no i didn't know that yeah but i would crazy. say i would say uh in the woods there's not gonna be a police officer who tries to no, give, but, give but, you but there trouble. might be there might be some uh you know there might be somebody there that gets uncomfortable and calls on you. Yeah. Yeah. There is that too. Yeah. I mean, again, it's like everything else. It's a uh, common sense laws. And what do you think? What do you think? Marianne? What do you think? Marianne? <laughs> like I'm, I'm packing right now. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, she looks like somebody that shouldn't have a gun. <laughs> I would not <laughs> look at the eyes. I don't know. Her. She could be <laughs> Look at their eyes. She looks like more worried about her haircut. She's, <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's like a Joe Dirt haircut. Yeah. Tay. Yeah. So yeah, back to that. I just I would never open carry. That's no. that's my that's my opinion because the element of surprise is where you always want to be. And you know, and the reason What why, about what about the places where you're allowed to open carry but you're not allowed to conceal carry? Strange. That's strange. Yeah. And and here's the I think and it does drive fear. You know, people get scared when they see a gun. Um, and here's, here's the thing. And, and I, at points, I understand why some people get scared, but it's like, so you're, let's say you're in a bad neighborhood and you know, some guy's got a gun and he's probably doesn't have it. He doesn't have it legal. You know, that's scary. But if somebody, you know, has their permit and, they're carrying a gun and you know that they're probably safe, then I don't think why, I don't know why you'd be scared. Okay. How about this? Cars, right? Okay. How many cars do you see every day? 
shit ton. Are they scared you? Uh, no. I've seen some scary they, ass vehicles. Do they though. kill a lot of people? Oh yeah, yeah. More than guns. Way more. If you didn't see one every day, but you still knew that they killed a lot of people, you think you'd be more or less comfortable with them? I don't know. So I'm not sure. If you saw guns every day, you might just be comfortable with them. Well, like I, you might learn that every person that has a gun isn't like. Most of them are really good people. Well, that's why I'm comfortable around guns. Yeah. Because I see them every day. Right. So, but a lot of people don't. And most of the people who are against them almost never see them. Right. Or maybe never at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's all about, I mean, part of it's just, is it, is it normal? And there are things that aren't normal. Shooting people isn't normal. That does not really Having a gun much. is normal. It doesn't. That's what I'm saying. It, that's not normal. Having, um, you know, they try to make they try to make certain ideas normal, and a lot of them aren't normal. No, no, a lot of a lot of things aren't normal. A lot of things that we try to police aren't normal. They're, right? They're they're freak freak chances, and, yeah. and then they make big laws that affect the overwhelming majority. Exactly. So exactly yeah, it happens. It's the way it gets you. Yeah, and. Sometimes it's it makes you wonder: uh, is the government trying something? <laughs> you know, let, let's let's tinfoil hat. I mean, it's a false flag is, is a false flag operation. Is uh, is there times where the government's uh, next week we'll be joined by Alex Jones? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tinfoil hat. Think about it. I mean, you know, some things do benefit the government to happen. So I'm I'm not a huge conspiracy theorist, but they might not. So. The the thing is, what what do they say? Never let a good crisis, uh, you know, go, go to waste. Go to waste. Yeah. yeah that's a, so anytime right. something happens, what's going on right now and otherwise, yeah, they will take advantage of it. Whether they started it or not, they'll find a way to take advantage of it. Let's go back to mail-in voting. Mail-in voting. How scary is that? Not that, at all. That's scary. Not to me. It is to me. It's terrifying. Why? Because your son and daughter, who are both over 18... Who would not cast a vote, and you're the parent, and yeah. you now now you get to decide how they vote. Okay. So now you you've not only changed your mind. So you're what you're saying. So you're adding extra votes because they're your children. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So what you're saying is that your 18 year old kids were not going to vote, right? But they got a ballot sent to them, yep. and then you fill it out for them. Yep. That could happen. It will happen. Yeah, that'll happen. It's, Phil, it's going to be rampant. Probably be equal on both sides. Mm-hmm. You don't think so? Mm-hmm. I think it will. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it for that fact that I know lots of people who don't vote, whose parents are, they, they have this feeling. Yeah. And I know damn well their vote's going to be cast. I'm yeah. telling you, Phil. The thing that's going to be. I, I don't think that should. I, I really think it should be in person. If, voting. if we do mail in voting for a large sector of the population, the thing that will be really unique and different about this election is we won't know. We won't know who won. Not really. No. We won't know who won. And it'll be really hard to tell because even if you trust everybody. You know, you don't have the polls on that day. You don't have like a good way to sample them other than just the same way that you have a regular poll. Yeah, you, know, you don't have an exit poll. You just have a regular poll. It's which gonna be we know that they're not very good. 
an interesting way to recount. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, when they do, so here's the thing, right? Mail-in, uh, sorry, absentee votes, right? You look at absentee votes and those are usually not counted until way after election night. Like it takes them a while to count those. Right. If that becomes a big portion of what the votes are, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. I, I don't I, know how you make sure they all get counted. I say, let's stay the hell away from mail-in voting. I, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I, I agree some people should be able to mail-in vote. People who are unable to make it to polls. Uh, what, what did Newby say? I see you're reading. Oh, he was just talking about um oh carrying oh, people not being competent to carry yeah yeah, yeah. I understand. so yeah uh that that's my problem with it and i think i think other people should should really open their mind to why it's a problem not just because trump has a problem with it i get it yeah it's fun to fight against trump it's right. fun it's fun to it's make easy. fun of them it's easy it really yeah. is and, and trust me phil and i like making fun of a lot of I things i think he's an idiot but yeah uh, that doesn't affect whether or not I think the things that he says are good ideas. But mail-in voting is bad. Bad. The one time I'll try to change people's mind. Mail-in voting is bad. Is bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I, think, I think so. Here, why don't we have a way, and I know it would be tricky, but by now, I can do my taxes online. I can do my student loans online. Everything, every federal thing that you have to like they have to be sure you are who you are. Yeah. You can do via the internet except voting. Right. Why don't we have a way? I mean, it, in I as much know. as in as much as it becomes tricky. In as much as it becomes tricky, wouldn't it be better if we had 80% of the population voting instead of 40? And don't you think that we might be able to get at least more people voting if they didn't have to leave their house? Would it be better because if they're maybe a different outcome, if they don't it have the worse. ambition to get out and go vote, do you want their opinion in the election? I don't know, man. Because how much are they paying attention? Are you trying? Like, I, I don't, I don't want to do anything that eliminates a, a portion of the population from having a choice. Well, either do I. That's why I think people who aren't allowed, who can't make it out to vote, can do something like that, yeah, online or mail in. Yeah. But I, I don't think you give the option to mail in. Here's. Here's a good example. So my grandmother owns a old folks home uh, and for mentally ill elderly women. She has six women that live in the house. All of them will get that mail mm -hmm. to vote. Mm -hmm. How easy would it be for somebody to say, well, I guess they're all voting Democrat or they're all voting Republican. Yeah. I don't or, know. or they're all voting Libertarian. I mean, it's, it's easy, but is it not too easy? It's easy. I wonder what's going to happen if they easy. actually start doing mail-in voting in September or whatever, like they were talking about before even the first debate, yeah. which please, please let somebody other than the blue tie guy and the red tie guy into the debate, please just somebody, even if it's not my person, just let somebody else in there. But um, it'd be interesting to see if they, like, are they going to do a rolling count? Are they just going to wait and then tell us at the end who won? Uh, there, there's, a, there's so much room. Like the fact that they're planning on doing voting over a two-month period or a month-and-a-half period is just, it's going to make it really complicated. I, I don't, what, what do you think about people saying that Trump's not going to leave the White House? 
That's stupid. Uh, have you that's seen? Stupid. Have you seen that's yeah. the new? The yeah, new, that's the just new fun uh, thing. That's just people. That's just people being <laughs> stupid. They're they're just trying to talk oh, talk nonsense. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm hoping uh, that what I say when it comes to mail in voting doesn't happen. But I will uh, I will state I will I will tell you I'm a hundred percent sure it's going to happen. It just it will it will yeah. happen. Yeah. Votes are going to be cast that shouldn't be cast oh, that of opinions of people who probably aren't of that opinion. I, I'm I don't like it. You can only hope, I don't like it. You can only hope that there's a big enough margin. So here, so what's let Let's be serious now. Is there one group of people that are more about following laws than the other? Are there? Is there is there one side of depends on what the law is. Is it one side of the spectrum that you think are more for following the like, oh well, we are good Christian people and come we, on. We wouldn't we wouldn't put cast a false ballot. You know what I mean? But here's, it, is, here's is the is thing. that gonna are you gonna that, notice that more or not? That side really I think might on the surface have the image that they present the idea that they're going to be more um, a certain way, but then what? maybe reduce government, right? Or cut taxes or uh, things like that. And then what happens, right? What do they do? Do they spend less money or do they spend more? The do they, do the they grow the government or do they shrink on it? On the politician end. Yes, but that's we're what I'm saying. But we're so the people, the people, so the people are saying they want this. So I'm going to vote for this guy because this guy is going to do that. And what does that guy do? A hundred percent of the time, a hundred percent, when they vote for the person they think is going to shrink government, cut taxes, lower regulation, a hundred percent of the time, that person that they elect grows government, increases taxes, increases laws increases the power of the federal government or state government, whatever level they're at, 100% of the time. Yeah. And that is appalling. And those people, to those people, I think that they should, you know, consider looking around and instead of just voting for people based on what color their tie is, look at what they've done. Look at their real record and ask, what do I actually support? Right. And... For the people on the other side who want to respect civil rights more in their speech and who um, want to make things better for people, look at what those people have done. Have they done what they said they were going to do? And is there maybe somebody else out there that would? Is it is it tough to do what you want to do, though, when you get in there? Like, Let's be honest. I'm Donald Trump's fought his ass off to do a lot of things, and it hasn't been easy. It, it hasn't. It hasn't. It hasn't been easy. You know, he's been fought ev- he's the been whole fought. way. Yeah, through. every president's been fought. Right. So I think, but that, every president that that's tramples our freedom, and every Congress tramples our freedom. Well, I think we should talk about the Congress. I think that's both. It's the, both. The two-party system is broken. It's so horrible. It's not. It doesn't work anymore. But it's both, and, and I, it's both sides. So how much is it the president? It's the executives. It's the legislative. Right. And it's the blue ties and the red ties. Well, that's the two-party system's done. It, it's it needs to end. 
they, we need to figure something else it's out. It's really one party as far as I'm concerned. Well, because well, whoever has the, the party Senate majority. It's is... the party of, no, no, I like it doesn't matter to me. It's like I consider them the same. And I, I, I get a lot of kickback on this because they have different little nuances. But like I just said, both sides grow government, grow deficit, grow budget, grow federal power. And then, oh, now the guy with the red ties in office, let me scream about it because I don't want him to have all the power that I just gave my guy. And then next time when it's a guy with a blue tie, all the people that voted for the red tie guy are going to be screaming about it because they don't want him to have all the power that they just gave the red tie guy. And uh, there's probably one party that exists that would give up that power and let people have the power back. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, who knows? And that, they, that, well, that's would, the thing. Who yeah, knows? Yeah. yeah. I said okay. maybe. Yeah. So, but the ones that we have in there, they've been doing the same thing. They've been doing the same thing all along. But I, I always go back to, everyone's always... We need to stop putting all the blame on presidents. Even it doesn't oh, yeah. it doesn't yeah. matter what presidents you want to talk about. It doesn't matter if we talk Trump, Obama, George Bush, go I mean, go back. This the Congress, the Senate have so much power. Absolutely. And and when there's a Republican president and a Democrat Congress or Senate, it just it, it like nothing gets done. Yeah. Nothing happens. It's at a stalemate. The, I just would the like, executive orders though. I mean wouldn't, wouldn't you it's like gotten to, out of control. Wouldn't you like to see how cool would it be to see them all jump on the same board? Like, jump on board. Let's let's be on the same side. So, what do you mean? Who's who's the guy? Um, and and not many people are, and we're not big enough now that I think I'm going to cause offense. But the guy with the eye patch, the Republican oh, guy, oh uh, Crenshaw, yeah, yeah, Dan, like Dan Crenshaw. He's really open. Like you see him, like yeah. he's talking to other Democrats. He's and good he, on and he's a like lot of friends things. with yeah. he's friends with them and stuff. Like I want to see that guy. Like, yeah, I think like I want to see a few years. I want to see somebody who's not who's not afraid to be friends with Democrats. Who's not afraid to. He's got a lot of time to get corrupted before he runs for president. I don't. He's he's not a very corrupted type of man. Uh, yeah, he's a, a man. Uh, he like seems. He's a man I, I, I like him for now. No, I like him for now. Yeah. But, but I don't know. I worry about. I don't. Know. It's yeah. it's hard to say. You don't know what's going to happen. Well, I hope. Uh, I don't know. Well, well, we. And I'm. I was pro Rand Paul. I'm saying obviously. something you're not gonna like, and you're gonna be like, "Oh, you can't say it. you shouldn't." You, should you can probably, say whatever you want. Well, you one, should know once that. we leave, you be like, "You can't say that." It's like voting libertarian is gonna. All it does is go take ahead. votes away from who you want it to be. And no, it doesn't. And I knew you're gonna no, go say, ahead. No, you explain yeah. why, and then I'll explain why you're wrong. It's like because shouldn't you? And here's the thing. I would vote Joe Jorgensen. The only thing we don't agree on is her. She's a little tough on the Second Amendment. And I don't like it. Okay, um, let me ask so, you then. All right, so you finish your thought, and then I'll I'll uh, so rebut. If my vote isn't going to get her mm-hmm. through, yeah. I would rather cast it for the potential of the person that I think has a chance of getting through. Yeah, and I think that's a problem. So, do you think that there is a person? that doesn't wear a blue tie that's going to get the electoral votes for New York state. 
Well, no, no. Then, so then, if you vote for anybody, right? It, right. It, it, Democrats going to win, and yeah. I say that every time I vote. When it comes to that's why. So if in New York that's State, why I voted so here's for the thing, Larry Sharp. Like, right. That's why. I, so here's the thing, right? It was so in New York State, we know that with the current state of affairs, the blue tie is going to get the electoral votes for president. So if you vote for the red tie, then uh, that guy is going to still lose by one less vote. Now, if you vote for the gold tie, then that can have a bigger effect. But what about the states where it's close? Not New York State. What about those states where it's 1%? Where it's like, oh shit, like this is like edge. Like it, your vote matters in these states. Pennsylvania sometimes, sometimes Pennsylvania, you'll be like, what the fuck? Like sometimes they're blue, sometimes they're red. You don't even know where they're going to go. And it's like your vote matters there. Here in New York City controls New York State. We know that. We know they're going to vote blue. But there's a lot of states where your vote does matter. Okay. Let's finish this out though. Let's finish out New York State and then we'll go to those swing states. Okay. okay. New York State, if you can. If you can say that the gold tie got 10% of the vote, that changes everything. If we make up, if that third party vote makes up a high enough percentage in a state like this, people can say, oh, they actually, like, they actually had an impact. They actually impacted the vote. And they might actually be something that in the next election around, they can make a difference. Not only that, but in New York State, the, the blue ties and the red ties just agreed on making sure that third parties wouldn't be on the ballot without having to go through a whole in-depth petition process every single election. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. so so because you voted for Larry Sharp, we got automatic ballot access for the for the right. libertarians in this election. Now, it was supposed to be for four years. It was supposed to get us through to the next governor election. They changed the law to make it so that it only applies to the next election. So if we don't get enough uh, votes for Joe Jorgensen in New York State, then they're going to have to go through that whole ballot access process again in the next election. And that takes away from their ability to actually run a campaign to get elected. So that's a big impact. Now, you look at swing states. First off, if there's a state where um, there's a possibility that a third party could actually get the electoral votes, you got to do it. That's not going to happen in a swing state. Well, maybe it's not a swing state, but whatever state it is, if there's a state that exists where a third party can get the electoral votes, that can change the election. Right. Okay. Now, swing states... I don't know. Follow your heart. Follow your heart. If you think that the most important thing is to make sure that the lesser of two evils doesn't win, it is. You know, go for it, man. It should be. But for me, two evils are two evils. I vote for the person I want to vote for. I will never again vote for somebody that I don't support. I won't vote against people ever again. I'm never going to vote against people. I'm only going to vote for people. And I, I'll leave. I'll leave categories blank on a ballot if I see that there are three people and I don't like any of them, I'll either write in somebody that I think would be acceptable or I won't vote for that, for that position. 
I don't feel it right in my heart to vote for somebody that I don't support. Well, there's I can always find something I support in someone. Yeah, but I need to be I need to be like seventy to eighty percent to get there. Well, I mean, and yeah, I guess that's where we differ because my thing is, if if I agree with thirty percent on somebody, and then the other person I agree with nothing, I'm gonna pick thirty percent. Well, what if there's another person that has fifty percent, but you don't think that they can win? Well, if I'm in a swing state, then I'm gonna vote for the thirty percent. Yeah, and then you're gonna screw the person that you agreed with because well, you're that makes you part of the problem. I, and again, being and you knew that we wouldn't agree, and that's okay. No, but liking libertarian, yeah, I, I said it first thing. We're it's talking, okay, like, and it's I, okay, I it. and yeah. and I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay yeah. with the fact that you think that. Yeah, um, that's why we can be. But friends I and think do that's this. part of that's part of why we can't elect a third party right now, is because of that mentality. We need to start small. We we need to get libertarian governors in. That's what we and and then it'll grow the party. The problem is, is there's governor's no, not small. It's it's smaller than a president. It is smaller than the president. That's where we need to. Start. What I think we need to do. Do you want to libertarian wanna police chiefs, libertarian mayors? Like it, it, it needs a the movement. It's like anything else, right? Everyone always wants to like the big fish, right? Everyone wants to be here. It's like, yeah, that's not how things start. You There's always those little things. You know, you know, it would really be what I think is the best plan of attack for libertarians that I don't think a lot of people have talked about is we should just throw all of our support nationwide to get two senators. We yeah, two libertarian senators. Pull, that's what I'm saying. Just go somewhere. Just, two. Just pull you know for why? something like that. Do you know why? Because now those are the two most important votes in the Senate. Right, because they swing. They swing any vote. It's over. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, nobody can have a majority. Right. If you had 49, 49, and two, those are the two most important right. ones there. And that's what we need to do. Or independence. It doesn't have to be libertarian. Why, why, it doesn't have to be libertarian. Why, why it has do, to be a third party. Why do independents not like? What what happened to independent candidates? What happened to uh, what was his name that he was always running all the time? Because independents just end up cocksing with one of the two anyway. Mm. They do. Who Look who at, was the guy that was um, running for president when was it when was it Bush Lindsey was, was Lindsey Graham an independent? I think. But then he, you know, he's a h- hardcore Republican. I don't know who was it then. It I, I can't remember who. Him. I can't remember who it was. Uh, who's yeah. the Jewish guy? Sorry, sorry, Jewish people. Who is the uh, or congratulations? Um, <laughs> who was the uh, shoot? He he like he tried to run for president. Ralph Nader. Sorry, that's who I was trying to talk about. Ralph Nader. It, like he was a solid independent candidate. For he's him. Green Party. Yeah. I mean, so, so he's Green. He's a third party. He's yeah. he's Green Party. Yeah. He wasn't independent. Well, he's sorry, Green Party. Green Party. But yeah. Like good good option. Ralph Nader had a lot of good opinions. He was. Yeah. I, I liked. Except on the Corvair. Ralph Nader, you really got it wrong on the Corvair. But other than that, uh, there was a couple other things too. Let's be serious. But good candidate would have been interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I would and absolutely. You're not going to like to hear this, but I would have if Ralph was running. Then how he against Joe Jorgensen, I'd probably have voted Ralph Nader. Yeah, I mean you were so, you were five, so it would have been hard. But I think no, 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 no. I was like. 15 or 16 when he was running no yeah when did he he was wasn't he uh, in 96 no and and again, i guess he ran a couple times yeah. yeah and again no i was old enough to to watch and and like participate and be like a part yeah. and of course I so didn't have a vote. the problem 
as much as I love, I love the fact that Joe Jorgensen really um, holds closely to what's going on with um, with the Libertarian Party in general. Like she holds tight to the principles. She's not a uh, an exciting candidate. She's not a celebrity. She's not um, like I don't know. She doesn't have like lightning, you know. She doesn't have that thing that makes you excited about her. And the reason why Donald Trump is going to win this election, as much as I don't want him to, the reason he's going to, is because um, even though people even though people hate him, they care. Like they they're interested in him. He's interesting. He's more interesting than Biden. People aren't interested in Biden. But I don't think Biden's that's... like a boring establishment guy. He's not exciting. Biden's got. A he's not controversial. He's, dirt, he's just a guy. Biden's got like a dirty past. He does, but he's not like it's. It's. He, he's not doing anything interesting. He doesn't. He's not getting coverage. He's in his basement still. He's not getting coverage anywhere. If he picks like, Kamala not, Harris, nobody's talking about. He him. instantly loses. Well, as soon as he started playing identity politics, and said, "I'm." only going to nominate a black woman right as a vice presidential candidate i mean that that's nonsense i mean you need to open it up and say i mean i'm not against him picking a black woman pick tulsi gabbard but you need to say i'd love to see tulsi but what he needs to say is i'm gonna pick the best vice presidential candidate instead of i'm gonna pick you know, a presidential candidate who is a black woman. Right. Eddie. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there, there's different, I, I can't get on the, on the Bernie thing, newbie. I, I, yeah, sorry. I, sorry. Newbie. I, I love you. Uh, you're a good buddy of mine, but Bernie is, I have a lot of good friends that are Bernie supporters and I don't really I don't get it. it. I don't see I it. I don't really get it. No, I just don't see it. I, 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 there's some things about Bernie that I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh but, yeah. But I'm so anti-socialism. You, you, you yeah. you'll never change my mind to have socialist opinions. I don't like it. I, yeah. It feels socialism feels like the minor communism. It really does. It feels like you're slowly getting there, right? And maybe you shouldn't it, compare it because, of course, it's not a totalitarian power or anything like that. But I just don't like socialism. I don't like what it stands for, and it it takes away from what America was built on. And that's I have, you know, big time. I agree. But yeah. the problem, the thing with him is that there are policies that he stands for that represent freedom to me. Some, and I like those. In her policies that he stands for, that represent the government having a much larger role in your life, way too much, huge role in your life, and much. that will keep me from ever supporting him. Yeah, even though I think I I like I like when he gets on stage. I like the way he talks. I like some of his opinions. I'm like, yeah. you know, you can get well, behind it. And then and then he's a cult of personality, just like Trump. And but then you, and then you listen. And then you start hearing things he's talking about. You're like, well, go hold oh, on, <laughs> maybe not. Uh, you better, you better Don't back off that think one. That Bernie. one's gonna work. Uh, a, you guys aren't taking fifty percent of my money. B, I'm, I'm for. Oh, that's the top, the top tax rate, right? But, and the millionaires and billionaires 
Right. But B, here's the next problem. And the same problem I, I had maybe with, you're a millionaire, with millionaire, o- I don't know. Obamacare is I I don't want to pay for other people's health insurance. And it sounds horrible because here's the thing. You already are. Well, I uh, partly, but I don't want to pay for a lot of it. And I don't want to be charged because That's I don't. That's how insurance works. It's, you're part of a risk I pool. don't want to ch- be charged because I don't have health insurance. Right. Yeah, that's I not, agree with that. That's not fair. I agree I, with I don't, that. Yeah. If I, I'm young, I'm healthy, I take care of myself. Yeah. I, I well, you should to, choose whether or not I you don't participate. don't need to go to the doctor yeah. that much. You should choose whether or not you have to participate. And if I do, I fucking pay for it. Cash. Just to do it. Oh, I know? love that model. Yeah. That's how I am. I love that model. There's there's a new model. Well, I don't know how new it is, but there's a model out there now where uh, people can. Be, it's it's like a subscription, right? Oh, newbie says. Let, let's put it out there. Newbie's not going for Bernie. He thought I was saying Bernie. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So, All right. Sorry, right. newbie. Sorry. And it, it wouldn't affect me if you liked Bernie. Newby. Yeah, it's okay. We, we like you anyway. Yeah, like we were saying, we don't care what you think. If you got soul, we got friends just like yeah. you. It, cool. We're good. So. So there's a model that exists where you can basically get a subscription with a doctor. You pay a certain amount and then there's like a secondary insurance for anything that they can't handle. Yeah. But your primary care is all, uh, you know, you pay 20 bucks a month to your doctor or I don't know what the, I don't know what the cost is. Um, but I know some people that actually do it and those folks are able to go get any care that they need, small copay. They get any care that they need that that doctor can handle while they're subscribing. And then anything above that, their secondary insurance covers. What, why do you think it's called the American dream? Yeah. What, what, what do you think when you, when you hear the American dream and you hear all these people coming from other countries, from socialist countries, from communist countries, from, you know, I mean, you name it. They're delusional because they don't know what America there, is. There is because they don't because it's what they think America there is. There is an American dream. There is, but it's in what they ca- think America is. In a capitalist is. country, you can come from nothing and be the greatest We're thing. We're not ever. a capitalist country. But capitalism thrives here. It could. It does. If if we had an opportunity to have capitalism, it would. It does. But we have you know, we have crony capitalism. Okay, explain. So the government props up certain industries. The government subsidizes industries. If it was pure capitalism, you'd stand or fall on your own merits. But, um, okay, we think something's cool like solar energy. Okay. So we give um, subsidies to solar energy. We, we choose them. And we make sure that they're going to be more successful, that those those businesses have a better chance to succeed. And then, uh, you know, we take um, different industries that, you know, are less favorable in some way. And, you know, maybe we tax them higher, like tobacco. Maybe we say, you know, it's going to be 10 bucks a pack of cigarettes because it's going to be a 200% tax or whatever it is. And um, insurance, right? Health insurance. I think that we should be paying for health care instead of health insurance. But we're forcing people to pay for health insurance. You have to. You have to pay for health insurance. So what happens? The health insurance industry makes a ton of money. You look at Walmart, right? And, and businesses like that. We're subsidizing Walmart. 
do you think we should be subsidizing? We're subsidizing Walmart Not by making sure that companies. their employees, you know, can, can get a certain wage and they should be doing that on their own. I'm talking, but I was, so I, I see where you're coming from and I'm talking about the small, I'm talking again, I'm talking the baby. Where else can you go as an immigrant and okay. become a nobody and become a millionaire? Should I? I, I, I don't just, know if I don't know if you want to get into your businesses. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it doesn't. Okay, it doesn't so me. so your businesses. Do you feel like you've gotten more? Do you think have you gotten any help from government programs? Uh, yeah, the Small Business Association. Okay. Yeah. Do you think that you've been harmed by any um, government programs? Hmm. Well, I, I would say you do get put into some. Sometimes you get some strict regulations when you when you sign up for these government. Yeah. So like, yeah. I mean, even stuff that's going on right now, right. like, I mean, right now is a perfect example of that. You know, the government can tell you how many people are allowed inside. Well, they can mandate it, which isn't a law. Yeah. So, so the thing is, right. That's not capitalism. Capitalism. You do what you thought was best for your business and you're not allowed to do that right now. No. You're right. But you, you get certain areas right. of your business supported and you get certain areas of your business discouraged. And the way that it's organized is shaped by government policy. If it was capitalism, it would be shaped by economics. What do you think? What would you like to see capitalism thrive 100%, 100%. here? hundred percent. I've had this debate with my brother about um, the difference between a fair economy between, sorry, fair trade and free trade. And I just don't think, first off, we've never tried free trade because of what we just talked about. Well, there are always businesses who are supported and there are always businesses that are discouraged. And even between nations, we've got um, certain ones that have tariffs. Sometimes it's raw materials. Sometimes it's finished products and otherwise. So we've never actually never had free trade and we'll never have fair trade because what's fair? You can't define what's well, fair. Sometimes here's here's the thing when it comes to fair trade and it comes to, you know, so to keep mom and pop shops and to keep small businesses going, you have to tell Walmart that they can't charge 50 cents for something that no one else can, that all the they small don't. people... They don't. You're going to kill the smaller businesses. You need to stop giving Walmart. You need to stop giving Walmart a place where um, the small business is paying taxes at a regular rate. But then Walmart has this like area on the fringe of town where they don't have to pay the same tax rate as the small business. Well, sure, sure. Yeah. Like, but, we need to stop doing that but it, before but, we start worrying about you know, like price gouging and, but and there's still or, price or, gouging or price fixing. That, that is an issue. Think Absolutely. Of, think about a gas, think about a gas station. Absolutely. You know, you try to open a gas station, Sunoco selling gas for a dollar 50 and you're like, how the fuck? Right. Can yeah. you imagine? Yeah, you you're, couldn't, you, you couldn't you're trying to sell it. You're yeah. like, uh, you're right. You're I'm right. paying a dollar 50 to get it here. Yeah. You know, it's like, there's some things where you're just like, how the hell can you keep up with these billion dollar companies? I'm not against, I'm not entirely against regulating the billion dollar companies in some way but i am what what's happening now is not them being overregulated it's them being um favored well yeah walmart gets favor 
over small business. And that's the problem. Do you know Walmart controls the price of sugar? Is that right? It's true. That's how much sugar they buy. They buy so much sugar that they change the price of sugar. Wow. Did you know that McDonald's is the world's largest retailer of apples? I did not. It just it shows you these, these billion-dollar companies have more of a say in our economy than we could ever imagine. So if Walmart goes, hey, Domino, we're going to buy every fucking bag of sugar you got, and we're going to say sugar's $5 a freaking for five pounds, you're going to be stuck paying it. Good job, Domino. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? You're going to be stuck paying it. Absolutely. Because Walmart bought them out. Why, why, why would you? Pay it's, like yeah. anything, it's like anything else. Why would they take less than what they could get from Walmart? Right. So Walmart just decided the price of everyone's sugar. And and it actually happens. It's true. And this comes from being part of the ADI, the American Distilling Institute. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a lot of them rely on sugar and rely on products like that and grains and stuff. And if a big business decides they want to bam and take control of something and have the market on it. They have enough money to do it. Do you add any sugar to any years? No, no. Yours no. is all from the grain. Um, now when sugar is being added into like mixers. So yeah. like when you're making apple pie moonshine or you're uh-huh. making like a liqueur and you need sugar, that's where your sugar comes into okay. it. And big companies use a lot of sugar for that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a lot well, of yeah. sugar. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, we use a lot of sugar, you know, at, we buy 25, 50 pound, 25 bags, 50 pounds each. Uh, probably every three months, you know, we use a lot of sugar, you know, and mixers and everything else. And I'll tell you, you watch the prices fluctuate and then you read online that, Hey, uh, sugar's tough to get a hold of and it's expensive because of this or grains like, Whoa, like you can't get rye because all of a sudden Jack Daniels or Jim Beam's like, Hey, we're going to buy a fuck ton of rye and we're going to buy all of the rye that's available (laughs) this week. So yeah, it's a, it's definitely different. Yeah. Someone come in? I think there was an accident out back. Oh, was it out back? I couldn't tell if it was out back or upstairs. I, did you lock the door? No. Why didn't you lock the door? I thought we could have some. I locked it when you were at the coffee shop. <laughs> and I went you? back up and I unlocked it when you texted me and said he, he wanted to know what I wanted to drink. Oh, God. From the coffee shop. Oh, shit. What do you think? 2.30? Should wrap it up. Go to the Laurentide. All right, uh, Tracy, <laughs> we will, or uh, Marla, I'm sorry, Marla, and who who do you think's tending over there today? Tracy was at my distillery getting liquor, so I don't know if he, where he's I think at. Molly's over there? Molly's probably there. Molly or uh, Sarah, probably. So um, wh- whoever's over there, we'll be over in a few minutes, and uh, <laughs> we'll take, what, what do you want, ESB? ESB. All right, yeah, he'll have an ESB, ESB, and I'll probably, I'll kick it off with a cider. So if you can just have those ready at about three o'clock, once we get done clean up here, we'll be right over. But none of the jumping Jack, Jack Johnny it? jump up, Johnny jump, jump up. No, no Johnny jump ups today. Not for Phil. Johnny jump ups, but Phil in the dirt. All right. <laughs> there's a, there's a whole song about it. Did, did I ever play that song for you? I, I looked it up. After you did you me. play it? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. It's a good <laughs> it's song. It's pretty cool. It's yeah. a good song. And by the same band, Johnny Tyre. You know about Johnny Tyre? No, he's this giant dude, real big dude. He mm-hmm. could drink. He could drink, right? Okay. So he started drinking pretty early in the day one day, and all of a sudden he just collapses on the floor because he's drank the bar dry. Oh god. Okay. It took five women to pick him up, and they got him to the doctor. And the doctor 
says, I know that he's been drinking a lot, but he's dead. And it's not what you're thinking. He died of thirst. So he could drink that much. He drank so much they drank the bar dry and it wasn't enough for him. Wow. Okay. Crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. So that check out Gaelic crazy. Storm. We might actually have some representatives <laughs> from Gaelic Storm okay. on the podcast at some yeah. point. That would be fun. A pretty cool group. We've got uh Storm Chasers. And except I mean, that's the uh that's a pretty cool crew. And um Gaelic Stormtroopers. Okay. Get of stormtroopers. No. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. but we'll Check out Gaelic Storm if you're interested, especially Irish rock music. They're they're a pretty cool crew. Yeah. So check them out. Yeah. All right. Cool. Hey. That is all for today. See you. Check Mar- us out. Marianne, hey. say goodbye. Oh yeah. Sorry, Marianne. You want to do our voice again? <laughs> Next week, we'll be here with Ed Van Stein. <laughs> same rare time, oh, same rare channel. Check us out at noon, 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 noon on uh, what, what will it be? Is that the 16th? Whatever next Sunday is. Yep. I think it's the 16th. Hope so. Come check us out. We'll be here with Ed Van Stein and we will uh, be talking about Finger Lakes rides. If you need a ride this week, starting tomorrow in the Cuke Lake area, make sure you give them a call. Finger Lakes rides. And um, it's an awesome idea for our area. I love the idea of supporting new business. And I've got friends who've been asking for something just like this for a long time. So um, take advantage. This is the time. And uh, we will be here with him next week. So have a great Sunday. And maybe we'll see you at the Laurentide. Cool. See you guys. Bye.